What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here. Everybody wants a piece of chicken after yesterday. <laughs> you want a piece of the suburban Italian white woman chicken? Or do you want the Seattle chicken? Or do you want the Memphis chicken? All right. Hey, hey, hey. Memphis in, Memphis in the house. Shout out to Memphis. All right. We back in here. <laughs> we got a great show today, man. We're going to talk about rapper Big Boy getting a divorce. And uh, I know we're a little desensitized by this divorce thing. And we've been talking about it. The marriage will. I've been exposing marriage for what it is. Okay, we've been looking at the statistics. We've been giving you real life examples. And a lot of times you see divorce and you're like, eh, eh, what's the big deal? All right, they just separated. But divorces can be one of the most difficult things a human being can go through. Okay, it's, it's equivalent to a death. I talk about the space-time continuum, right? And back to the future. So we talk about the space-time continuum. And then what happens is people get married. Not and They don't intend to divorce, although the divorce is planned after the wedding. Everybody knows that, right? She has everything in place to uh, do whatever she needs to do to you, dispose of you, or any of that. It's always in the back of her mind, in the dark recesses of her mind. As she sees you sign that paper, she knows she's got you locked in. She got that bag secure. And that's you. But at the end of the day, what happens is a lot of people um, underestimate the impact of a divorce. And we're going to go over that. And the impact, even if you're a celebrity, even if you're wealthy, even if you're rich, we see, oh, this person got divorced. That person got divorced. And we really are desensitized by it. And we don't understand that it's equivalent to a death. You break the space-time continuum. You were intending to be together forever, but now you're not. Now it's over. It is a death. And uh, God don't like divorce. Divorce is ugly to the Lord. And it should be ugly to society. There was a great stigma about divorce in society because of the impact that it has. Now, we have people fighting and shooting each other over chicken. Now, you have the community. All right. Now, you have the community trying to decipher if a man who is dating a mother with multiple children by multiple baby daddies and then he impregnates her, should he feed the other kids chicken or McDonald's? This is where we are in society. We are regressing. And I've been telling you, especially in America, I've, I've been telling you, I'm not impressed with Americans. Americans are some of the biggest. Well, I won't be. I, listen, I won't I won't go ahead and, and say something because then people are going to say it's hate speech. But I'm not impressed with Americans. And you think you're really progressive, but you guys are regressing. You actually are de-evolving as we speak. You. Not me, you people. And that's you. Okay. All right. And by the way, by the way, get my book. It's on my website. And I meant to uh, pull this up. But a, a lot of people don't know about this book. This is a free book. It's a free ebook. I haven't seen book. Look at my website, bro. We need to update over there. All right. <laughs> All right. Since I moved some videos around, uh, get this free book right here. All you got to do is go to my website, gregadams1.com. You get that website right there. It says 52 things men must do before marriage. All things that you must consider. You must download this book. All of the things that you, because you're considering marriage right now. All right, you're thinking about it. And he's like, I got a girl. I got a girl that's mine, all mine. I got a girl in my life. Okay. But here it is right here. Bam, in your face. God damn, this is a dope jam. 
All right, so here it is right there. Look at these colors. They actually match my colors in the background. That is my color scheme. That's just a masculine color. It's very royal and regal. All right, that's why I choose purple. But then sometimes they throw some shades of, what is that? You know, men don't know colors. That's not pink, is it? That's fuchsia. <laughs> All right, but uh, 52 things that men must do. You go ahead and put your email in there and your name. You can put Chad, Tyrone, I don't know, whatever. 52 things that men must do before even thinking about taking the plunge. And this is coming from someone who has had marital experiences. And I got down and I sat down in my marital prison. I sat down in my marital prison. Yeah, kings love purple. Yes, uh, I love the king's purple. That is the king's purple. But men sit down, they get married, and all of a sudden, they're playing the ring game in their marriage. I know you did not intend to get married to do this. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. And you don't see yourself going that route in about 30 years. You know what I mean? 20 years, 15 years. You didn't see yourself being sexless in your marriage. So we're going to talk about big boys. Somebody said, Coach, we need a, bait, uh, a book about vetting women, spinning, uh, oh, vetting a shy chick and spinning plates. Um, it's part of the free agent lifestyle. You know, it's it's it goes away from MGTOW into the free agent lifestyle. Um, I don't want it to come off as a dating book, but you know what I mean? It, it could be it's something that, you know, my audience isn't all the way RP and all the way MGTOW and all the way free agent. So they're still dip, dip, diving, so socializing, clean out your ears and open up your eyes. And you still guys going out here with the hope strategy. I see you guys. You're hoping I'm wrong. All right, you're hoping I'm wrong. You're like, coach, don't know. I'm going to find the girl of my dreams. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Yeah. Hey, man, they got my color scheme in the background. But, hey, man, what boils that? What it boils down to, and if you don't figure this out, it's not about love. It's never been about love. I mean, that's what you've been sold since love has been introduced into the lexicon of the world relationships have been a damn dumpster fire i mean you guys have been in love with multiple people and not have not made one work yet you know why because love is temporary it is just a mixture of lust and psychosis temporary paralysis temporary mental paralysis in which you do things you would never have done other than the fact of love right you got an endorphin kick you got that Ooh, I can't wait to see her. You got that. Ooh, I can't wait to see him. You know what I mean? And then your loins, you know what I mean? Your balls are boiling. You can't wait. She over there drip, drip, dripping. All right. She over there a little bit soggy and moist. And then y'all can't wait to see each other. I guarantee you, if we put you guys in a room for six months straight, you'll be ready to break out of that room. You'll be like, get me out of here. Get me the hell out of here. I can't take this woman no more. <laughs> you know why because it wears off and then then you then you're stuck back in reality and then you look back why did i do all these dumb things why did i lead with my heart when i should have led with my mind why did i lead with my little head when i should have led with my big head you look back at all the things you do and say why did you do that well i was in love <laughs> all right so we're going to talk about big boy we're going to also follow up on the baby mama in the baby daddy somewhere in the middle of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
somewhere in the middle of Burleigh in center, right? Or somewhere in the North Division of Milwaukee as they fight over McDonald's. We're going to follow up with her. She she actually spoke out and she put her spider snuffle up against eyelashes on and a whole face full of Sephora makeup to come on camera to spit game on you guys. And she said the dude was simping. All right, that's what we're going to talk about then. And then if we have time, we're going to talk about MGK. We're going to talk about MGK and Megan Fox. All right, what's going on with rappers, man? Rapper, rappers are in danger. Rap, 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 rappers are in danger. <laughs> Somebody said it's fake. No, I don't know. Rap, rap, rappers are in danger. I actually, you know what I mean? I've been really critical of hip hop. I've been critical of hip hop. Um, uh, hip hop has been one of those things that's been a fantastic music genre. It shows the creativity of the young black males out here. Uh, very, very creative group of people because you know, no matter what you no matter what you do, you take something from them, they'll create some damn music. You know what I mean? They was like, don't beat that drum. Do not beat that drum. They was like, we don't take the drum from him. And then this person came up with turntables. You know what I'm saying? In a mixer. They was like, no more instruments for you. Do not bam on them trash cans. Nothing. All right. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I mean, no matter, no matter what you do with the young black male in America, they will come up with a way to make some music. You know what I'm saying? Then they got the 808 in the beatbox. So the beauty of it is the creativity is off the charts. The sad part is it's just a movie. It's not real. And a lot of us thought it was real. A lot of us thought hip hop was real. A lot of us listened to rappers talking about they got hoes in different area codes. And sure damn enough, they're married. And we're going to talk about the hypocrisy of hip hop. The hypocrisy of hip hop. A lot of these guys talking about hoes, 304s, Southern Playalistic Cadillac bumping music or whatever what it was. They talking about the pimping lifestyle. They talk about, I don't know what you heard about me, but they can't get a dollar out of me. And then they be married. They be in a full-blown ass relationship. See, we're going to talk about that. Y'all don't want to talk about that. I can be critical of hip-hop because I love hip-hop. But I'm telling you, man, it's the World Wrestling Federation of Music. It has got to be the most fake. I mean, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> um, somebody says Gunna Young Thug and uh, somebody else thought it was real. See, but but see, they thought they, they created that world. They created that world. A lot of guys want to be James Bond. A lot of guys want to be Scarface. Remember MTV Cribs? Everybody came in and they always had a picture of Scarface. I got a picture of Scarface on the wall. That's my idol, you know. Then they create the world that they rap about. You know what I mean? They create the world that they rap about or they get people, you know, drug dealers and gangbangers have always been behind financing and laundering money in this industry. So they're surrounded by these people and then these are these are where they get their stories from. Right. And then they rap about it, use their creativity, to rap about it. But I've been very, very critical of understanding what wanting men to understand. I, I popped your fantasy bubble over here. Right. I pop your fantasy bubble over here and I want you to deal with reality. So if you're not ready to deal with reality and you want to live with a fantasy world and you want to be out here thugging. All right. Despite the fact, despite the fact that you weigh a buck oh five. All right. And you ain't thugging nothing. All right. You know, you ain't going to put the fisticuffs to this, but you got to go out there and drive by blanket blank somebody. 
we, we want men to come back to reality. We don't want everybody to think you're not cool. You don't have to be cool. You don't have to be in a gang. You don't have to bang. You don't have to slang. You don't have to do all of that. There's an easier way out. There's an easier way out. And if you're thinking of looking at hip hop other than it being the World Wrestling Federation, and shout out to all my hip hop artists. Hip hop is the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. So it is what it is. All right. It is what it is. I love it. I'll put on that stuff and I'll be like, listen in the gangster music. Hey. <laughs> right. I'll be listening to the gangster music. But hey, man, chill, chill. It's just wrestling. It's just the movie. It is not real. I mean, it's real to some people, but it's not real. Anyway, <laughs> the two big MC. All right. The earlier contributions. I don't have to lie to kick it. Uh, the earlier contributions can be made. Dollar sign CGA live right there in the corner. That is the cash app. It is sitting right there on the corner with that green dollar sign. Hit it up over there. PayPal. <laughs> PayPal. What are we doing here? PayPal is uh, a, uh, what is it? PayPal. PayPal.me. Damn, I always mess up. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. That's what it is. I've messed up like 15 times already. And I'm going to put it right there in the chat. So we want, I'm waking up young men. I remember my father used to tell me, he used to say, you know, you know that all that stuff is fake. <laughs> he used to tell me empty grip. He was like, man, don't believe what you see on MTV cribs. I was like, dad, you just hating. Of course it's real. And then guess what? My dad was right. My dad was right. I had to give it to him. I was like, what? They really don't have all them. Now, some of those episodes were real. Red Band's episode was real. And some of those episodes were fake. So they didn't fake all of them. They fake portions of them. And um, it is what it is. He says, this is the third rail. These dudes defend rappers more than their mamas. He says, you know, their mamas got them wrapped around their fingers. Yes. Oh, man. It's crazy, man. Shout out to the red man in the building. All right. Uh, where are we at? Oh, oh, contributions. We're talking about the contributions. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams and CGA Live. This is a podcast. This is meant for you to just chill, relax. You don't have to really watch the screen. You can just listen to me. Um, and uh, But you can watch the screen because I will flash up some stuff up there. It's not going to be women. I might put up the scrump dilly umptious woman. Anybody want to see the scrump, the scrump dilly umptious woman with the fupa? All right, she was rocking that thing, bruh. It's not even Tuesday, bro. All right. No government name says uh, the monk mode maniacs being black in downtown Phoenix. He said it's 240 to 349 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Listening very closely to what she said at the end. You were right about the liberals true intentions. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yes, indeed. All right. Oh, man. Uh, the, the tribute to the liberals, man. Shout out to the liberals. I, I man. Anyway, we're not going to get political. We're not going to bring political today. He says, keep you talking to us. Thank you. Uh, we got to call you Benjamin B in the building. He's donating to keep me talking to you. We're trying to wake you guys up a little at a time. The, the, the rule of engagement here today is leverage. You got to have leverage and options. Coffee for the coach. Salute from Europe. Coach Gang International in the building. One day I will be able to sponsor the show, Coach Gang for Life. That's what we want to get all men to be able to do, all right, to be able to do. This is what we fight for every single day, man. I appreciate you over there on PayPal. That was from D-O-R in Europe. Warren, uh, double, he says Warren 010. 
H says paying my tithes to the junior college collection plate out here. Shout out to the coach gang. And once you go junior college, you can't come back. You can't come back. I know, man. You know, y'all trying to talk put to me on R. Kelly status, bro. Hey, look, man, it's all legal under the sun. All right, Billy the Kid, in the words of Big Boy, dump, dump in the gut, raw from the giddy up. <laughs> he says, better choose the right one or pick. Pick the kiddies up. Oh, damn, Big Boy, 20 years. 20 years married. So we, man, shout out to Billy the Kid. Thank you for that lyric. And so he found out the hard way. I'd rather you not find out the hard way. Again, divorce is devastating. I want you to understand how devastating divorce is. It is the most difficult thing that I've ever done. And I went from being a nine to five or clock puncher, all right, ham and egger, to starting my own business, being out there with basically no safety net, uh, being a self-employed man. Of, and I've been doing this for decades, uh, over a decade, and um, which is not easy to do. Not most of you guys can't even get to your get to do something like that. You're like, well, oh my God, I'm scared of that. Okay. I've coached people out in public. You know what I mean? That is very difficult to do, especially when you have a bad team. All right. And you got to go take a whole damn plane ride, bus trip. All right. And then get your ass kicked. That was tough in front of thousands of people. Right. On sometimes on TV. You like, oh man, this is tough. Okay, I've tried to motivate people. I've, I mean, I've done a whole bunch of things. Nothing's been harder on me than divorce. And the reason why is most divorces never end. They, they don't end when the judge says, okay, divorce is over and you separate. No, you're just beginning. And if you really have a toxic person or two toxic people, it never ends. It's a never-ending process. It's like a slow, painful death. A slow, painful death. Somebody said two-time divorce champ here. All right, it's tough. The Midnight Marauder says the hope strategy leads to misery and legal fees. Men, stay on your purpose. Shout out to the coach gang. Oh, man, they don't want to talk about that. The hope strategy leads to misery and legal fees. Again, again, I don't want to bust your fantasy bubble. I'm trying to take you to a reality that is much more rewarding than anything you've ever felt. It is the free agent lifestyle. It is when you're going to see your life truly lived out and all of the things that you ever come that you've ever believed in and ever wanted come to fruition. That is what I'm telling you. When you get to reality, you'll understand what reality is. When you're in misery and pain and legal fees and broken up, go look at your, listen, do not let me get you the paper test. <laughs> Shout out to Cor Midnight Marauder. Get the paper test out. I know you, you guys don't see it. Get a piece of paper, write down everybody you've been in love with, everybody you've been in a crush with, everybody you've been in a relationship with, anyone you've ever married, anyone you've ever uh, engaged with, been in, in an engagement with, anybody you've been in the commitment with, anybody you fornicated with, anybody you've ever kissed, hugged, wish you kissed and hugged, write it down, went on a date with, went on a booty call with, went on a foodie call with, friends with benefits, write it all down on one piece of paper. For me, I would need a several pieces of paper. <laughs> How many are still left in your life right now? I'll wait. Most of you guys, big fat zero, Owen. And I keep having to prove this point over and over again because you're like, oh, well, there's the, this one's going to work this time, coach. No, this one's going to work. Why don't you take your life and actually go, all right, listen, I've had my fun trying to make that work. 
And sure, maybe it works sometime down the line, but let me enjoy life just a little bit instead of putting this type of stress on my life. You're a Owen. You're Owen 50 in relationships. You're Owen 200 when you combine fornication, dates, booty calls, foodie calls, friends with benefits, hookups, one-night stands. When you uh, put crushes in there since junior high school, you're a big, fat Owen. Zero. You've made none of them work. Not a, not a one has worked. I mean, it, it worked temporarily, but you wanted it to work forever. Always and forever. You got a 100% failure rate in relationships. <laughs> Terrell Owens, Jim H says, you haven't made none of them work. Okay, the best case scenario, you made one work and still you're at 99% failure rate. At best, you made one work. What kind of gamble is this? I'm going to enjoy my damn life. <laughs> I'm going, he says, how coach? How are one night stands L's? Well, I mean, just we're we're talking about how many people you've engaged with. We're not saying it's an L. We're just saying put it on the list. And the and the amount of people that have done all of these type of forms of love, romantic, you guys are it's the least successful relationship going out there. But the the worst part is you hope you'll find one. And I'm not trying to ruin your bubble. I'm giving you actually paradise on the other end. You think I'm trying to ruin you? Ruin you? It's going to hurt, though. What hurts the most? I know we'll get into the show. It's a podcast. Let me flow. What hurts the most is being so close. Shout out to Resco Flats. Hey, I know it's going to hurt when you come to this reality. You're going to come to this reality and you're going to sit there. It's kind of like, well, I can't say that because, I, you know, some, there's some very spiritual and religious people in here. but. It's kind of like coming to this reality and say, what do I do now? Because that was your only purpose your entire life, 24-7. That's all you thought about. As a woman or a man, 24-7, you thought about getting into between a woman's thighs or getting to a pretty woman's thigh that was only dedicated to you. As a woman, you thought about having a man eternally that was committed to you, that was monogamous and faithful and whatever. And every day you woke up, that's what you thought about. Now, when you get rid of that, some of you guys don't know where to go. <laughs> you don't even know where to go. You're like, what do I do now? Like, imagine, because I'm already there. I'm like, junior college, please. All right, serve them up right there. Freshman orientation, sophomore graduation. I ain't, I, I ain't looking for love. I ain't looking to settle down. It ain't even an option for me. Even if it came down and fall on my lap, I'm going to say no. All right, no. I'm going to hit your ass with the bugs damn bunny. And you're going to be like, coach, just the one, huh? All right, you found the one, and you, I'm going to be looking at your ass like, nope. Get your ass with the bugs money. Uh, It ain't time for all that. But what would you do? What do you do? When you figure out that there's multiple other things that you can do in your life, then that fails in comparison to what the reality that you're living right now. Now you have life opening up to you. You have no borders. You can do anything. I can do anything you ask me to. You go hiking, uh, fishing. You can get a boat. You can get your own damn house. You can get, I mean, I mean, you, life opens up. You can have endless amount of hobbies. You can apply yourself to your craft. You can save all your money. I mean, good Lord. 
I ain't never going back to the plantation. Wookie Panub, I ain't never going back to the plantation. I will never go back. All right. Listen, I know some of these red pill coaches too. Some of y'all red pill coaches that y'all been listening to took their ass right back to the plantation. Because they were really hope strategists. And it's no big deal. You know what I mean? But, you know, they got bored with life. And life does get boring sometimes. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get into the show, man. Hey, this show does not promote hate or harm for anyone. Racist, races of people, people who decide, you know, relationship statuses, uh, uh, gender. I love women. I love the modern woman. A lot of people hate the modern woman. I love you. All right. I love you just the way you are delusional. All right. You're never going to settle down. You're going to run out of time. All right. You're, we're going to give up the baby making. We're going to put all of that behind. And then we're going to find the man we, we we want. Probably that, you know, after I focus on my career and then, no, hell no. And that's you. I like you just the way you are. And I can use you casually and occasionally on a temporary basis. Turn your ass back in, back to the streets. In these streets. <laughs> we love it go on and go take your ass back home to your place all right and go be independent and strong all the women independent show your hands up at me all the money that got the honey show your hands up at i think it's throw throw your hands up at me all the mamas that got the dollars yeah man hey baby and here's 300 dollars more here we go Here's $300 more. Have at it, baby. Hey, have a whole party on me. Buy drinks for your girls. But before you go out. <laughs> All right, man. Look. All right. We done here. We not done with the show. Let's get back to this baby mama. Oh, did I get the contributors on Cash App? Before we do that. Let me see here. We'll get the earlier contributors here. Somebody says. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yesterday, Chris tried to, Showtime Chris tried to let me know that the, the baby mama actually replied. So thank you for that, Chris. And that was yesterday. So now I got it. Luckily, I got it. Uh, and then Albert Ingram says, Normies hate you because you ruined their fantasy world. He's absolutely right. Albert Ingram's right. I, I do ruin people's fantasy. But, what, but, but Albert, I'm actually showing them a better option in life. I'm like, if you come over here, you know what I mean? Like the, you know, those born again Christians, they're very excited. You know what I mean? They they got their sins all washed away and then they come up to you excited about the Lord. They start posting, posting scriptures on Facebook. I'm that guy. You know, there's a better life after this. <laughs> I'm not ruining your fantasy. I'm giving you a better life. Oh, and and, and uh, Frodo Bagham Young says, uh, do, do the uh, do, does the look money status matters? Have a podcast for him. I think I forgot to post the podcast for that. Because I did see it sitting there. Uh, last night I was cleaning off my hard drive. I was like, did I make an audio of this? So I'll post that. Okay. Now we're going to get into the show. The baby mama speaks out. Let's go back. Everybody remembers the story of the gentleman who brought McDonald's. It's not McDonald's. It's McDonald's. All right. Everybody knows that. It's McDonald's. And there she is right there. She looks exactly how I would have thought she looked. All right. She looks like Serena Williams. And, um, you know, other, I mean, listen, I, I like her skin, though. Her skin does look pretty good. But this is a woman with four kids. She doesn't look a day over 35. 
whoever mixed her makeup is not mixing up with the rest of her damn neck and her anyway. So the guy brought McDonald's for just one of her babies. I'm sorry, one of the babies that they had. And everybody thought, and in the community, this seems to be a big deal. We're arguing over what I tell you, the plantation is alive and well. The plantation is alive and well. I mean, you guys can't even get through life without figuring out this tragic situation. This is tragedy. This is absolute tragedy. These are two young people raising four people into this world. Not even wealthy families have four kids. But this, these two poor people who can't decide if it's right about bringing McDonald's to one or four kids, this is the future of the community right here. And she was way about a real welfare check. So some people, let's go ahead and play the results of this right here. So the whole world is basically bashing me right now because I'm the baby mama who was upset at her baby daddy because he only decided to give his child McDonald's and not the rest of my other three kids. I Can we do something with these eyelashes? I'm absolutely, this is absolutely tragic. I'm, that's my word of the day, tragedy. <laughs> tragic tragic is the and don't go harass her damn page please this is tragedy what is going on with these eyelashes i mean who told them that this looks good and this is one of the problems because i know i'm going off here <laughs> i know black men who like black women i mean those that that group of men are dwindling by the day <laughs> but there are men who just like black women. Um, I don't know. Never mind. Um, these men tend to want to alter these women's appearance. They might say, well, we, we don't want you to wear lace fronts. We don't want you to wear these eyelashes. We don't want you to wear a face full of makeup. We don't want you to wear fingernails and long fingernails. And then, of course, black women are like, this is ridiculous. You don't tell us what to wear. We can wear what we want. And then they complain that men don't want to date them. And so men have been telling you, you guys look quite ridiculous. I know you probably look ridiculous with the wig off, but you look ridiculous with the wig or the eyelashes on. I mean, for sure, the, I'll go with the wig. The wig is okay. I don't date women who wear wigs. It is definitely one of the higher point checklists on my list. I don't care what, I don't care what race you are. If you're rocking a wig, unless it's playtime with daddy, if it's playtime with daddy, you can go on and throw on a wig. If you wear wigs out in public, it's a wrap. But the damn eyelashes. How does this look normal to anyone? I'm just, this does not look good. This is not a good look. But I know it's a generational thing. This looks absolutely ridiculous to me. All right, let's go ahead and continue. I just I'm 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 utterly distracted because you can't even bat your eyes, you can't blink, and they all in the corner. And what is going on? That looks terrible. And then it's not even on this part on the inside eye. Ay ay ay. Anyway, nothing says tacky than these eyelashes. Look at that. <laughs> I don't know, ladies. Maybe it's me, or maybe it's you. But this looks tragic. I mean, it looks trans. It looks drag queen-ish. It looks streetwalker-ish. I mean, it looks non-hygienic. It can be hygienic to be putting these things right there on the 
eyelid of your. I'm sorry. I had to go off on that. I had to go off on that because, you know, as she's talking, she looks like she wears eyelashes like this. And I'm not making a judgment about the individual, but something has to be done about eyelashes. I don't mind a eyelash here. And, you know, but come on, let's continue. So the whole world is basically bashing me right now because I'm the baby mama who was upset at her baby daddy because he only decided to give his child McDonald's and not the rest of my other three kids. I have four kids. You knew the situation when you dated me. All right. So uh, this is something that we actually question. What order of the kids that uh, was was he in the mix here? So this lends a little bit more credibility to her and it puts him back into the simplest making a mistake issue. And I'm less sympathetic towards him now because he made the mistake. He made the decision. The kids that his kid is the youngest of the kids. And so he did choose to be with the baby mama who had two or three kids, probably with two or three different men. So it's his error now. He was the one out here simping, and she called it out. If we're going to believe her story here, he made the mistake. He made the mistake. So she was a ratchet, and she basically said, I was a ratchet, and he chose to be with me. Let's go ahead and continue. Our child is the youngest child. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, she's right there. As a, as a teaching point that we teach, especially in 2022, guys, there's no sympathy going forward. I'm not having sympathy for men that much anymore. You know the rules of engagement. You know the statistics. You know the chances. But then you guys get into these situations and you want sympathy. No. No, 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 no. You chose to be with this particular woman. And you chose to bust up inside of you, her. And then now this is Dylan. He turned two the other day. It's your bad. Before y'all make me the villain, that means all my other kids knew him. He was buying the McDonald's when we were together. Oh. See, I th this story tilts back to her favor now. Because the kid is under probably, I don't know, three or four, and he's filling, he's filling the belly up with McDonald's and high fructose corn syrup. And now... She's saying he was simping. He was buying McDonald's before. And I think a couple of women even asked that. Well, when they were together, was he buying the McDonald's? So now it looks kind of weird that he wants to only bring McDonald's for his kid when he was simping in the first place. Mm. Mm. See, I now the story tilts back into her favor because she says, why you not simping no more? You were simping for this peace leave before. Wow. I said that. Yeah, I think I did said that. I was like, was he was he with her before? And he was he buying before? And if he was buying before, he looks kind of petty now, only bringing his kid McDonald's. So the story tilts back to her. My kids have to go through a transition of our breakup as well. Like, yeah, me and you broke up, but my kids got to feel it, too. So now my kids have to see only one of their siblings get McDonald's. And not the rest of them. And they know it's coming from you because, of course, like me and you used to be together. They used to see you. You used to do it for them. But now you don't want to do that for them anymore. Well, see, when you lead off simping, remember we told you this. The easiest thing for men to do 
in in any relationship is to simp. It's the easiest thing to do. But then when you simp, you try to take back frame. You try to come back and hold frame. Well, you can't do that. Okay, you can't do that. And the woman's not going to understand. And then she's going to go crazy. She's going to she's going to ignite crazy. So a lot of guys are like, is he indebted to the kids forever? No, but he let off simping. And then he tried to hold frame afterwards. Guys that don't work. Yeah, what happened was he started listening to CGA. All right, he started listening to CGA. And then he said, hell with these single mothers. I would never do anything like that. I, but unfortunately, young man, you already impregnated a baby mama. You already impregnated Stragnesia. And now since you impregnated Stragnesia, you're in debt to her forever. Not with the other kids, but you're in debt. You got to ride that out. And uh, you got to ride that out forever. Remember, baby moms are forever. Ex-wives are forever. And so he's let off simping. He got red-pilled, and then he tried to pull back, but it's too late. Too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. So Stragnesia is a straggy. I mean, she's raggedy. She's raggedy. That's without question. But he impregnated a raggedy strag, Nisha. That's what he did. And so um, I'm not in 100% agreement with him, but he simped for a ratchet. And now he's getting his reward right now. Like, to me, that's petty. That's petty. Like, it's not fair. Like, you're not going to give one child McDonald's and not all the other kids McDonald's. Like, Well, she's right because he did it before. So that's why she's upset. Yeah, that's what happens when you lead off simping. I'm not going. And then on top of that, you mean to tell me you can dib and dab and want to do it sometimes. But yeah. OK, so this, I don't know. There was a longer form video of this one. So it sounds like, you know what it sounds like here? He still wants to hit it. See, he's still hitting it. I think that's what she was going to insinuate. You want to dip and dive, meaning you want to call me up and get in these guts. But then you only want to bring. Yeah, see. <sighs> Seeing what I see now, hearing what I hear, he's still hitting it. He's still going over there using her. He's still skeet, skeet, skeeting up the walls. He's still shooting up the club. He's still, but now he wants to pull frame. Nah, nah, bruh. Nah. This is what you get for messing with raggedy. I'm telling you, the free agent lifestyle tells you avoid raggedy women. And she's raggedy. And she's raggedy. Yeah, somebody says you coaches. I'm simping coach. He's not responsible. Did I say he was responsible? I said this is what you get for simping. Mm. Hey, simping has a penalty. Simping has a penalty. Yeah, it's easier to simp, but once you simp and then you're getting it, and then you try to pull back frame, you in violation. Remember, I told you this. Remember, I told you this. I don't understand. Men who sleep with raggedy women and diss raggedy women after they sleep with them. No, 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 bro. No. That means you raggedy too. Because you slept with that raggedy woman. It's the same principle. You simp and then you try to pull back frame and then you try to come out here and try to, I ain't going to do this, I ain't going to do that. No, you let off simping. This is what you get for leading off simping. Hold the L. Now, if it was different, if it was different, if his kid was the oldest and if he didn't lead off sipping and she went and had three baby daddies by three raggedy dudes. All right. And then uh, three babies by three raggedy dudes. And then he came in, was like, I never did a damn thing for them raggedy ass kids. OK, now it's a different point. 
I got a different point. I'm going, he don't owe them kids nothing. Them ain't his kids. But that's not what he did. He came in simping, and then he's still simping, trying to hit it, and then he's still trying to hold frame. No, 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 no. You can't hold. No. Absolutely not. And by the way, both of the, all these people were raggedy. He tried to simp, and then he, he said simping to pimping. No. That's beautiful. Who said that? C-dubs. You can't go from simping to pimping. You, you in violation. Okay? What you need to do is get rid of the woman and then not get rid of her physically. You can't go from simping to pimping. And this is what he tried to do. <laughs> he tried to do that. So, yeah, is he responsible for the kids? I'm not saying he's responsible. What I'm saying is he led off. Just like if you lead off with your wallet and then you pull back the money. I'm going to pull back the money. You a gold digger. You started with paying her. You started with paying for everything and paying her bills and lifestyle. Now you want to pull the money back. You going from simping to pimping and it don't work. All right. So let's go ahead and give uh, let's go ahead and give him an L. You started off in weakness and then you wanted to get strong afterwards. I actually told I actually tell women the same thing. Um, you guys start men off wanting them to simp. And then a lot of times women were like, women are like, well, he's not strong and I want him to lead and I want him to be aggressive and I want him to be. No, you started him off in weakness. If you I had a woman at the 21 um, Make Women Great Again convention, she's an older woman and she says, coach, my husband is reserved. I would like him to lead. And this is an older woman. She was in her 50s. I would like him to take charge. I would like them to lead my family. I would like him to be strong, aggressive. And I said, for the previous 25 years, was he strong? Was he aggressive? What Did you browbeat him? Did you overtalk him? Did you lead with disrespect? Did you say, my opinion matters more? Did you allow, your, did you allow him to lead? Allow? And she was like, no. I was like, well, why would he do it now? You've trained him to be henpecked. And she was like, well, what do I do? I said, get a new husband. Get somebody that starts off leading. But unfortunately with women, when you start off leading, then they're going to call you controlling. Then they're going to call you abusive and financial. You can't win with women, guys. You can't win women. Can't win with them. If you start off weak, then they want, you're not strong enough. If you start off strong, oh, you need to lighten up. <laughs> okay, but... This is why you don't play this game with them. So the same thing goes with him. If he wants a baby mom that he's not responsible for the other kids, try not dating raggedy baby mamas to begin with. Because now you're trying to still get some peace leave from her. You need to cut her ass off and only deal with the kid, your kid. Not trying to use her for sex, not trying to go out here. This is what this is what's wrong with men. Yes, we got to correct men. We got to correct men. It's this is not a correction uh, show for women. We correct men around here. He started off in weakness, period. And now he's trying to pull back frame. By the way, I don't believe all, everything she said. I don't believe everything she said, but. Um, the kid is the youngest, and I actually said that. I was like, if this is the youngest kid, he's probably in error. Oh, man, what a what a disaster. Uh, the community takes another L, and uh, let's go ahead and shuffle and get to the cash apps. All right, let's shuffle out here. Because, listen, I know you guys think you progressed, but you guys are still on the plantation. 
very much so. I know you don't want to think so, but the majority of, I mean, the more majority of people are on a plantation. They just don't know it. But when it comes to this type of discussion, you're still on a plantation. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! I mean, we fighting for chicken in Memphis. We we talking about McDonald's. I mean, is this is this who's who's responsible for this? We've been set back in life. <laughs> uh, Brian Horsley, thank you for your contrib- contribution over on the Cash App. Dollar Sign CGA Live is the address. Shout out to OGA1. Keep an eye out for Ron Isley. Uh oh, oh man, not Ron Isley. He married that young woman. She about to get. Oh no. Ron Isley, they was talking about him and he married a young wife. Okay. He about to get a divorce. Oh no. Or is he going to get, is he wrapped up in the R Kelly stuff? You know, cause he was, he was singing them R Kelly songs. Oh no. Hey guys. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Excel pro services says BMTs, German shepherds and chameleons. Watch out for the game. Simon Small for the gospel of the free agent lifestyle collection plate. Appreciate the brothers here. Hey, Bryant says, uh, can we cancel complaining as single mothers now? Yes, we have to. We have to because everybody takes their side. And I'm like, you chose to be a single mom. But again, um, have you ever known? I'm going to just ask you guys this. Have you ever known a woman to not complain? We're talking about from the male perspective here, ladies. Pause for a second. We can tell you to sit back. Go ahead and put your headdress on, and your section of the damn church is over there. All right. Make sure you have a skirt past the knees and shh in the congregation. I know you don't want to be told that, but listen, we're telling you from the male perspective, but you don't want to listen. Have you ever known a woman to not complain? You can give her, as Chris Rock says, a diamond salami, and she'll still find a way to complain. And the reason why they complain, <laughs> it's because this is how they engage socially. They automatically start off with sympathy. And then they're a victim or a sympathetic figure. This is damsel in distress. So um, many times, you know, uh, let's, let's just say you have a wife and you're doing proper as a husband. And the wife comes over with her group of friends and they're constantly complaining about their husbands. The one wife says, well, my marriage is going absolutely fine. You know what the other women are going to do? They're going to say, oh, this is BS. You got to have something to complain. And the other wife, the wife's like, no, I don't throw our business out in these streets. In these streets. You know what the the other women are going to do? They're going to absolutely sabotage that marriage. They're going to key in all of them as a group and collective and find ways to sabotage that marriage until the point where that woman comes to complain about her husband. They have to do it. And they complain about the most minuscule things. I mean, I'll tell you what, man, what have you done for me lately is the reality. And you can do something very nice for her that for an entire week. The next week, it is all going to not. It meant nothing. What have you done for me tomorrow? yesterday? You didn't do nothing yesterday. And a lot of times you set the bar high. So when it comes to complaining women, that is their, that is how they engage socially 
They can't come in here and say everything's fine and I'm happy. Nope. I'm not happy. <laughs> so they're going to start off when you meet a woman. I was in an abusive relationship and I'm just sad and I, my chips are down and oh my gosh, it's a rain cloud. So that's how they engage. Can we put a cancellation on complaining single moms? And single mothers, I have no sympathy for you. None. All right, you're not princess warriors. You weren't a victim. You weren't abandoned. The man didn't just leave you. You chose that man. You laid that. The same thing as you guys today. You get divorced, great the kingdom come. It was all your fault. <laughs> Dr. Thunder in the building for the academias in the building, paying my respects to the coach. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. Yes, indeed, man. Shout out to you. Law Pocket says, how much to not see the scrumps dillyumptious chick? All right. Hey, if you guys do not hit the like button, we are going to show the scrump dillyumptious chick. Oh, look at my likes. Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? We got 2,000 people viewing, 675 likes. All right, so do me a favor. Hit the like button after I get done with these super chats. If I don't have 1,000 likes, we will watch scrump dillyumptious Five times in a row. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> five times in a row. And I'm going to play some music on the end of it. All right. Uh, Boob says, all the teens screwing teachers, we didn't. It's crazy. It's crazy. What a world we live in. But I, you guys got to remember that the many teachers, and this is why, again, I don't, you got to have, I don't feel sorry for a lot of people. Teachers running around here, they don't pay us enough. They pay you just right. They pay you just right. You don't work for damn three months out of the year. Your job was never meant to be full-time at the beginning with. Now, I'm sure you guys have a lot of busy work that you made to be full-time. Teachers, your, your job is not a full-time job. You got the whole damn, damn summer off. You get spring break, long-ass Easter break, winter break off. Stop. You work from 7 o'clock to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but I got to correct all these papers. But don't give out papers. I don't know what to tell you. Right, what you want me to do? You the one gave out the damn assignments. Your job is a part-time job. And most of the teachers when we were growing up, they're they they were married and they were using their teaching job as a supplement. Listen to me. I'm giving you guys the real. And this is why we had old ladies as teachers because they had husbands that had a real job. And their teaching job was a supplemental income job in which then even if they had kids, their kids could come to the school and they got off when the kids got off. And then they went home and then they actually were able to help, help uh, take care of the kid. This is why the teachers were old ass ladies. Now, fast forward to somewhere around the 1990s. People start looking at teaching jobs as careers. Now, I know we got the professional Dr. Thunder's losing his mind right now. So I could focus on my career. Dr. Thunder's losing his mind. He's a, a he's an educator at a Big Ten university. He's going nuts right now. But. But now, right, right around the 1990s, we started to legitimize, legitimize teaching as a real career. So what happened? Losers that got C's all through college decided to go get teaching jobs. Oh, that's easy. I'm going to just go ahead and check in, check out. I get summers off. I get spring break. I get damn winter break, Thanksgiving break. They start talking about how easy it was. They were just going to check in and check out. They read newspapers, hand out diddle and worksheets, and it was just an easy drop in the bucket. And then they went to go get teaching jobs as full-time jobs and careers. That's where you messed up. 
That's where it's not a full-time job. Not for most of you, it's not. You're off at 3:30 in the damn afternoon. You got what job gets off at 3:30? And then what do you have to do? I guys, I actually was in this career. I actually thought about going into teaching and all of this stuff. So then they start saying, well, to earn extra money as a teacher, you can do what? Teach summer school. So now your summers ain't off. You can coach a basketball team. Now you're getting $2,000 to coach the whole damn season. All right, you got, you're getting paid 15 cents an hour. You can uh, work security at the uh, basketball event or football game. You can work in the damn food, uh, the food stand, handing out Cheetos and Skittles to all the kids. You can, you can be the hall monitor. You can run a club after school. Then they start saying, we'll pay you extra little bit of money here and there. You can go get your teaching credential at night. Go to night school, University of Phoenix. Get your degree so you can bump your pay. What a big damn scam trap. You got to work the cafeteria after school club. You doing the glee club. You running the choir. <laughs> So then these people are like, they don't pay us enough for this. It's a part-time job. It was meant for old women that, or very young women that had husbands that had a real job. (laughs) Do not get me started on teachers. You guys got hoodwinked and bamboozled in there. Now you're trying to make it work. And now you can't make it work. And the female teacher screwing Jamal or they on OnlyFans. Figure it out. Do I have to figure out everything for you? I'm tired of figuring out things for society. And I know people want to argue. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. You got off at three o'clock. Now you at track practice as an assistant to make an extra $2,000 over five months and go to all these damn track meets so you can earn some extra money. Now you're working, now you're working slave wages now. It was meant for people who had husbands or flip, flip it, vice versa. It was for a man. If This is why there's not in elementary school. This is why 93% of the teachers are female nationwide in elementary school. Not many men are going to work this type of schedule. Not many men are going to work this type of job. They'll be like, shit, I got a degree in accounting. I'm not going to go teach math at elementary school. It makes no sense. So when you put some sense on top of it, somebody says football yeah football coaching and now these coaching jobs are year around and they're paying you peanuts you might make six thousand dollars as an assistant coach coaching football do not get me started on the education system do not get me started and then i'm man stop let me let me go on i can't (laughs) do i have to figure out all your problems Teachers are going nuts right now. You know why? Because it's July. It's June 30th. And you know what they're doing? Nothing. They're doing nothing right now. And they're watching my show instead of having a job. (laughs) So if you're a teacher watching me right now at 914 on the West Coast, guess what? You're watching me because you ain't got no job, Tommy. Yeah. You should be at work right now, but you ain't. (laughs) You ain't got no job. What do you do for a living? You ain't got no job. You unemployed right now. (laughs) 
anyway, shout out to you, man. I got man, I can fix this country, man. Y'all need to vote for me. Uh, we're gonna vote for Biden. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay. I can't even start. All right, I can fix this country tomorrow. All right, because you know why I would slap everybody in reality. Man, I ain't even trying to hear nothing today. All right, don't come to me with that BS. All right, now you have got a master's degree and you got $60,000 a year. Congratulations. All right, uh, Mr. Justin Gonzalez says it's Thick Girl Tuesday, Thursday. Thick Girl Thursday. Thick Girl Thursday. Shout out to you on there. I put them hands up on them hips. Jack Vendetta says Shorty looked like Ronnie Coleman with the, <laughs> with the lace front. Wow, Ronnie Coleman, yikes. Oh, man, I could get in on that one, but I know the sisters that are watching me are going to be very offended. But um, a lot of the, anyway, shout out to me. We're going to call you J.H. Shabash in the building. He said, that's a man in a lace front wig. So you guys are covering it right here. I don't want you to get me in trouble, and I don't want to get in trouble because people are very sensitive about it. But if you look at, drag queens and then you look at some of the things that they are both doing the same thing and then when you say they look like a man they get mad and i'm like <laughs> somebody says coach is a tyrant we be locked in no 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 i won't lock you in at first we'd have about an eight-year run well everything would be good after eight years i will be in the tyranny yes i will you know what i mean I, but i'll solve everything I'll solve all of your problems. You guys will have no problems. But at first, at first, you'll have no problems. I'll fix everything. Then after that, Ken Hut, y'all be like, here you go, reporting for not duty, coach. All right, walking around. I'll be walking around with my beret and my damn camouflage outfit with the belt tucked in and the boots and all of that stuff. Salute me right, sir. Get that damn thing. Starp it off. Snap that damn thing off. <laughs> all right, Coach Mussolini, here we go. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here we go, ladies. Look sharp. Here we go. Suck that stomach in. Here we go. Give me five push-ups. No, get off your knees. Here we go. Give me some push-ups. All right, I'll have everybody in shape. <laughs> all right. There you go, sir. You're looking good. Yeah, put it right there. Here we go. At ease. Here, relax, sir. Yes, good. Yeah, you're doing good. All right, ladies, here we go right there. All right, you had a cookie last night. You had three slices of bread. You know what to do. <laughs> oh, man, we would have fun. All right, so let's get to the big boy out here. A uh, big boy from Outcast gets divorced. He's getting divorced. Let's read his story. Um, and uh, when we talk about divorce, I want you guys to not be as desensitized to what divorce is. I know we hear about these divorces. We report on the divorces. But there are significant, I mean, if you joined us earlier, you break the, the space-time continuum of relationships. You break your fantasy bubble. And uh, we don't know that divorce is not easy. It is actually very devastating no matter who you are, no matter how wealthy you are. It's devastating. You, you're putting a permanent into something that was meant to be permanent. So there's social effects. There's effects on children no matter what age they are. The, the earlier you divorce, the better. You put, the, you put them out of their misery and they can adjust to life. But sometimes if you divorce late, like in their, in their preteens or teens or uh, young adulthood, you're, you're basically setting these kids on fire. That's what you're doing. And many kids don't recover. Social effects, 
of divorce. Many people are stuck in bad marriages. I want you to read that again. A lot of people equate marriage as success. No, a lot of people stuck in bad marriages. It's cheaper to keep or I'll stay for the kids. They think that divorce is not an option because they have to stay together for the kids. Yet many kids and adults are children of divorce. In our world, we are the third, fourth, gener third generation of the no-fault divorce culture in which people get married and divorce for no reason at all. I mean, they can't come up with a logical reason. And then it says right here, um, research seems to, he says, uh, are they any worse off than children whose parents are still married? Research seems to think so. Parental divorce tends to affect health. This is true. I've seen people get tremendously unhealthy after their, their marriage dissolved. Lending to an increase in injury and asthma among children. They are also more likely to get cancer and live a shorter life. When parents divorce, children are also more likely to suffer emotionally. Children are of divorce are more likely to experience negative feelings, lower self-esteem, behavioral problems, anxiety, depression, and mood disorders. Boys are more likely than girls to experience emotional disturbances. Divorce is really, really heavy. I would say death, then divorce, then any other thing that comes after that. Death, tragic death, is just slightly ahead of divorce. Divorce also tends to have social effects for both children and parents. Children suffer the most, and they are treated as pawns. I'm not happy. <laughs> How many people divorced or broke up with a, a stragnesia and the children are being used and no, you can't see him. We can't see him and I can't see him and you need to pay me to see him and you ain't paid me to see him and I don't need to pay you to see them. The children get treated as pawns. Um, mothers tend to overly try to love them and show love. The fathers tend to try to show their love through pr provision. And the children just want to be. They are forced to go back and forth from one house to another. Living in backpacks, and we call this success. We call this success. Co-parenting successful. The kid doesn't have a home. They don't have a permanent home. They have two homes in which each weekend or each week they shuffle back and forth in backpacks for about 12 years. Imagine, and many of us have done this as co-parent, as, a, as a, having co-parents. Imagine living your life out of a backpack and calling it success. I am highly against co-parenting. People want to say, what's the other option? Well, uh, elect me as president, and I'll show you. <laughs> I will have y'all ass lined up. They are forced to go back and forth from one house to the other. Always told, I always told co-parents, I used to say, why don't the kids live in a permanent home and you go back and forth? As parents, as adults, why don't you go back and forth to the to the to the co-parent house that you guys have one house and then you have an apartments over here? I get you. You broke and then just can't do it. All right. You can't. We can't afford that. Well, then you can't afford to have kids. You should have thought about that. They should make all co-parents go back and forth between the houses and let the kids stay permanent. And then you live out of a damn suitcase. I bet you you won't do it. You know why you won't do it? Because you're a selfish person because you make the kids do it because they're kids but you wouldn't do it think about how selfish we are as people in america 
And number two, you are, well, I can't afford. No, you when you go to your little cub, when you go to your little cave over there, it's a barely a 400 square foot studio apartment. You don't get a big house as a second house. Get your ass in that closet. When you don't have your kids, get your ass in that closet and let the kids live their kids life, live their life as a kid and have all their friends in their neighborhood and go to the same school and not have to worry about who picking me up. Why don't you dive your ass in that closet and then let the kids live in the big house? You ain't going to do it because you're selfish people in America. But you will make your kids do this and we make millions of kids do it. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the show here. Let's talk about this. All right, big boy. See, man, y'all should elect me as a president. I could, I, I give y'all the real, but I, I, I will make it so y'all be miserable as hell making these dumbass decisions that you make as parents. All right, so anyway. Somebody said, that's what I'm doing now. Somebody said, living on the balcony. Um, Outcast, rapper, big boy, divorced from Shalita, Shirlita, Shirlita? What's going on with that name? Shirlita Patton. It says Outcast Big Boys divorced from Shirlita Patton, officially bringing their 20-year marriage to a close. 20 years. 20 years. Two decades, and they couldn't make it past two decades. How sad of a culture that we live in. It says right here, legal documents obtained by TMC show. The court entered the final divorce decree last month. All right, so it's finalized, making this a pretty quick disillusion. It says Big Boy just filed for divorce in April. I don't even know if that's legal. Maybe in his state that's legal, but many states make you wait six months. Unless they became to an agreement, many states make you wait six months, but not all states are different here. In his filing, he said that there was no reasonable hope of reconciliation between Shirley and him noting they'd already separated and were living apart. So, all right, so they probably filed for a legal separation and then just went ahead and finalized it with the divorce. So much for black love here. It says right here, the two agreed to a post-nuptial agreement in 2016 in which they divided up their assets and debts and more, more recently agreed to a confidential settlement to tie up any loose ends. The exes are also agreed to keep the details of their finances private. Uh, we probably don't want to know how much money Big Boy really has. So he definitely wants to keep this private here. Uh, they, they have the rare post-nuptial agreement, which is interesting. Uh, very much harder to get once you get married and then you make more money than a man typically comes back and says, you know what? Why don't I make you sign something where you can't benefit from me making money in our marriage? All right. Or it could be vice versa. She could have made the money. I don't know who she is. She could have made the money. And then she throws the post-nuptial agreement on the table. Most men would just go ahead and sign it. All right. Most women will say, hell no. Are you crazy? <laughs> I got your ass in the bind. I'm not getting you out of it. So it's too late for the post-nuptial. But they have the rare post-nuptial agreement. And the reason why is we'll find out later. They already went through the divorce process which many married people have already gone through the divorce process. They just won't tell you many married. So they have the divorce at 50%, but I would venture to say 25% of people that are still married have gone through the, what would happen if we got divorced and they pull back, right? His pullout game was strong. And they were like, they saw the lawyer, they met with lawyers. They went through the process. They filed the paperwork, but they just stayed married. 
So the divorce rate is not 50%. It's somewhere near 75 or 80. There's people that have already talked about it, looked into it. You get what I mean here. Here it is right here. Both parties are looking to avoid any mudslinging. As part of their divorce, they agreed neither would make threats of, quote, injury, maltreatment. So no claiming of abuse, no molesting agreements. I'm sorry, no molesting claims. This is typically towards the woman who's going to say he took the marital peace leave or he took the kids privates. This is typically used. No threats of harassing, harming, or abusing. So they seem to want to get this all uh, out of the way, and they signed this as part of their agreement. Very interesting, because that's normally the playbook post-divorce or pre-divorce. Translation, let's keep this above the waist and amicable. Very rare. As reported, Sherlita filed for divorce from the rapper way back in 2013. So nine years. So they made it 10 years, nine years ago. She filed for divorce, demanding financial support in full custody. Big Boy responded that she wasn't getting anything without a fight, without a fight, but the couple reconciled. And it sounds like the couple reconciled. Big Boy was willing to reconcile until the kids turned adults. And then at that point, he wouldn't be responsible for child support. And I would venture to believe 2013 was a successful year for a Big Boy and Outcast. So he was at his peak financially when it when did the sorry miss jackson's album come out let me look that up what was that what that was the big album sorry miss jackson year i would probably believe she was trying to get off at his peak let me see here what year was that uh that was 2000 damn man my years are off jesus <laughs> man this is what happened when you get old all the years run together <laughs> All right, what was 2013? What album was that? Was that the Kodak picture? Shake it like a Kodak picture. What's the name of that song? Man, 20 years ago? Good Lord, have mercy. All right, man, the time is going back. What is Hey Ya? What was the Hey Ya years? Hey Ya, Hey Ya. That was 2003? Lord, have mercy. Time keep on slipping, slipping into the future. Hey, young people. Let this be a lesson. Young people, I always yet let, hey, young men, young men. When you turn, when you're 25, you think you'll be forever young, forever young, forever young. And then you'll hit 30 and you'll be like, I'm still young. And I'm going to be young forever. Then you're going to hit like 35. And time keep on slipping, slipping into the, you're going to hit 35 and your ass ain't never going to be young again. Now you can be young in the mind. You can be young in the body, but your ass going to be 40 soon. <laughs> you're going to be 40 and then you're going to be 45 and then you're going to be 50. And then you're going to look back and you be like 2003. What was that? Like five years ago. And it'll be 20 years ago. Just like that. Just like that. So do not believe that you're going to be young forever. So this is why I encourage you young men, man. You better enjoy your damn time. Do not try to speed up life because once life catches up, that time, that, that clock is just milking. 
milk it, milk it, milk it. So be careful, man. I love when people are like, you old. I'm like, shit, you're going to be here in less than 10 years. You're going to catch up to me quickly. It goes fast. Man almighty, that was 2003. So there's some young people that don't even know who I'm talking about right now. They're like, who is big boy? <laughs> That's why my numbers are low. They're like, who is big boy, Sean? Yo, Sean, man, put this old ass rapper out here. Put this old ass out. And it says right here, we talked to big boy in 2014, soon after the divorce was called off, a move for which he gave God all the credit. Of course, black folks always got to put God in it. The, the most godless society in America. <laughs> Come on, man. The most godless community there could possibly be. Will always lend credit to the Lord or cheese himself. Just to smooth over the fact that they are living in error. Let's go ahead and just acknowledge that that is a fact. And even had some advice for older couples in troubled waters. I'm going to use this fair use. Well, there's going to be. Oh, hell no. There's going to be an ad. Hold on for a second. Uh, let's see here. And don't tell me, no, we love God in the community. No, y'all don't follow him. If you look, if you love them, you would follow what the Lord says. You literally don't be following what the Lord says. The, the, the marital rate is tragic there. The, the single mother rate's tragic. All right, y'all don't be following the Lord. But always Jesus, what, they, what does the dude say? Keep your mind on Jesus. So Jesus got, what if Jesus got it? No, he don't. Not, not in your world, he don't. All right, let's hear what he said here. Fair use. This is what Big Boy had as, as advice. Hey, man, I'm so happy you and your girl back together. All right, uh, is there anything particular that happened that made you guys get back? It's a feel-good story of the summer, man. It's beautiful. Jesus. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's what he, bro, this dude's a rapper. He says some of the raunchiest stuff. First thing he says is Jesus. What did I say, bro? What did I say? These lukewarm Christians are out of control. We need to do so. When I get elected, when I get elected, I'm going to do something about them lukewarms. I, uh, is there anything particular that happened that made you guys get back? It's a feel-good story of the summer, man. It's beautiful. Jesus. Jesus brought you guys back together? It's all about Jesus. Yeah, man, it's, so, it's such a good story to hear, actually, celebrities actually coming back together after this madness. Got any tips for other celebrities who are actually going through this hard, hard family, moment? Family that prays together stays together. <sighs> These people don't know the Lord. They don't know at all. They don't. They do. Uh, this is tragedy. That looks like one comfy pillow we got oh, yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what you always bring out with you? Yeah, 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 man. Good for your neck. You never trust those little weird half onion things that they put in there? No, it'll be all kind of foreign hairs and saliva on the pillows. Don't trust them. You don't trust the pillows you put in the plane. No. Right? It's always good to come on your own, your little penguin, buddy. You got, exactly. a name, you got a name for the penguin, though? Binky. Binky. Yeah. That's freaking Why awesome. am I watching this part? All right. That was the advice for couples. I guess Jesus was that. That was it. Oh, my God. What a devastating disaster right there. Um, somebody said she's not a celebrity. All right. She's not. She's not a celebrity. Uh, she's a good looking chocolate assistant, too. She reminds me of Lisa Turtle back in her better days. She's a good, fine little sister there. All right. Shout out to her right there. Yeah, she got, you know, how many babies they got? 
Yeah, you but you know, she got a little something around there. She got a little something around there. Them jeans. Okay, okay, she good. I don't know if you know about these rappers. Can we talk about rappers right now? Rap rappers are in danger. All the rappers five foot eight and below. <laughs> you know, you meet these rappers in public, you'd be like, damn, Sean. And they be talking about, we're going to shoot up the neighborhood, listening to gangster music. Hey, and then they show up, they be five foot three. you like, is that, was that you talking all of that thunder and lightning? They was talking about, they going to do all of that. You know what happens is rappers get completely disrespected in the hood. And, um, you know, when, before they become a rapper. <laughs> and then what happens is they run back to their cave. And they become very expressive. You know, little people and, and weaklings come very expressive after they get punked. And so then they go back. I'm going to write a lyric about that, Sean. Don't step to me, Sean, because I will run up on you and I will ski, 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 and scatter that, 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 rather than tat, tat, tat. You know what I mean? And you come to me and I'll get you and I'll stick you up and stick up kids and all of this stuff and I'll slap you and pip slap you and rat it to the tatter to the tatter to the tat. And then they come back outside. They be coming out back outside. Don't punk me today. I'm going to write some lyrics on you. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, they be talking match. They get into the studio. Man, I'm going to get you when I'm going to take up the corner and I'm going to put it in. I'm going to sell all the drugs and all of that stuff. And I'm going to P-I-N-P-U and I'm going to write it. And I'm going to get your shirt wet and blatted and blatted and black, black. Oh, man. Well, somebody said, oh, Maury says drill rappers are actually deleting people. Um, they're deleting people by what? Like sneaking up on them and shooting them? I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a mafia type stuff going on here. So what tends to happen is y'all see these dudes. Rappers are not that big. I know you guys um, I know you guys think that, you know, because you're going to give me the big rappers. Y'all going to be like LL Cool J and Snoop. All right, there's some. There's some dudes that are big. All right, but the record executives was big, Suge and all of them. And then the dudes in the background was big. <laughs> the dudes in the background was big. And they was doing like, you know, the dudes that be doing this in the background and repeating the hook. You know what I'm saying? Listen, then the gangster music. Hey, them dudes were big. But the dude up front. <laughs> what was the dude? Uh, the dude what was the dude, the Takashi the, the 6'9". You know what I mean? Let me just go through the list. There are some tall ones. There are some tall ones. I know you were like, well, this guy was tall and this guy was tall. But we can name a whole bunch of small dudes. Selling and flipping the nickels and dimes and doing all of this. Yeah, them dudes was 5'9 and below. And we talking about low, below. 5'5", 5'6", 5'7", 5'8". Small. Typically, typically small. And especially the sidekick rappers. The sidekick rappers were always small. You know what I mean? You'd be like, Jay-Z be like, yeah, you know, we doing this and doing that. Let's flip it to Memphis Bleak. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. But anyway, yeah, there's some most, there, there's, there's, I know people always want to name, well, this guy's tall. Many of these guys are super small. And I'm a small guy. I'm just saying, but I'm not out here talking about, I'm a rat-a-tat-tat to that-a-tat-tat to that. So anyway. Oh, by the way, many of, never mind, I'm not going to say that. But this lends to believe also rappers are also hypocritical. 
because a lot of them will say that they're going to do these things to these hoes and we're going to do these things. And then you find out they're married for five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. What is that about? Why are all of these, all of these, um, <laughs> why are all of these, um, why are all of these rappers tending to be married or in relationships after saying that? They, so I, this is another thing, another wake up call for, for people. I enjoy the genre of rap. I don't want any of the drill rappers to come put, find me. But a lot of times, you know, they're painting a picture of a reality that you live. You end up living it. And you live vicariously through their music. And we do this in the way we dress, the way that we represent ourselves, the things that we speak. Our sexual education has come from these guys, unfortunately. Our sexual education has come from these guys. Many of the nastiest things that you've learned, male and females, the male and females, for sure. A lot of the females have learned uh, that, that they believe men want a certain thing based on the representation that they've seen in hip-hop videos and in music. And they've copied that and they've emulated that in their own life. And now you hear some of the rappers, female rappers that have become popular today, they've mimicked basically the rappers from the 90s and the 2000s. Right? They've mimicked, that's what they've mimicked. So we have the way we dress, our coat, our swag, um, you know, the Timberland boots. We've made designers very much rich and famous. So the rappers have put out something. It's like Red Bill dating coaches. They put out something that they didn't live, but they're trying to convince you of living it. And then you live it. And then your life is in turmoil and wrecked and it's wrecked. Because you tried to be the thug. You tried to overcome and overcompensate and be the gangster or go or go keeping it real. Yeah, we keeping it real around here. You know, and let me give you this. I'm going to tell you this. Most of us identify with cities, reputation of cities that many rappers have made famous. Only because the city is horrible. And what we will do is we'll come out and we say, well, you know, don't, like, let's just say you live in a in a not so good city. Like a, it's, the city is weak. You know, you live in Des Moines. You will never say you're from Des Moines. You'll say, but I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in I grew up on the south side of Phoenix. I grew up in New Orleans. I grew up in South Central L.A. I grew up. In the D, I grew, wait, pause, in Detroit, I grew up in Chicago, I grew, but you live in Des Moines now, you live in, yeah, I grew up in Philadelphia, I grew up in the mean streets, and it was rough, and I saw people get shot, and the police used to shoot up people, and we used to be in shootouts, and I grew up thugging, but you live in Des Moines, you from Des Moines now. <laughs> But you don't claim it. You'd be like, I, I was in the fifth ward. And many of you guys was taking tennis lessons and ballet lessons when you lived in fifth ward. Mm. Many of you guys, and I'm not talking about everybody because some people was putting in that work. Many of you guys wasn't thugging a damn thing when you was where you was. But when you in Des Moines, now you thugging. You was from the East 99, slinging that yay, yo, baby. Cleveland is the city where we come from. What? <laughs> East 99 is where you find me, slinging that yay, yo, baby. Now you sitting around here. You were playing the flute in the band in middle school when you was in Brooklyn. 
when you was in South South Bronx. You was carrying around a big tuba in the band. That's what you were doing when you was in Brooklyn. But now you somewhere in Phoenix talking about how you used to keep it real. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? You was you was in the house. You couldn't even come out the house. Your mother wouldn't let you on the stoop when you lived the when you lived in Brooklyn. No, do not hang out on that stoop. Do not take your ass past that corner. But now, you know what I mean? You looking like you from uh you buckshot shorty from Black Moon now that you somewhere in Sacramento. And the reason why we do this, this is a part of the culture that we do need to correct. Is yes, we come from these horrible cities. But we need to not try to take the persona of the city that was created mostly by liberal Democrats, rappers, and whatnot, and we glorify it and we try to live it. This is a self-improvement area that men need to adapt. Even if you're currently in this city, do you have to take the uh, – this culture is the only one that takes the reputation of their city other than New Yorkers. You know what I mean? Like New Yorkers in Boston. Many places around the country really don't take the reputation of their city. You don't hear Madonna talking about, I'm from Detroit and Detroit represent. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Detroit, and we keep it real around there. Madonna's from Detroit. You never really hear about it. She actually moved over to England and adopted an England accent. And she was like, oh, toodaloo. She was like, Detroit? I ain't from no damn Detroit. Tina Turner did the same thing. She was like, Mississippi? Not I. <laughs> Adam, Addie Mae? What is her name? Adam Mae? Adam Mae from Mississippi? I think not. She got the English accent. She went over there. She was like toodaloo in teacups. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So uh, anyway. So we, we probably should. That's something that we should probably change about ourselves. By the way, did you see the cities? The, the video that I, anime, anime, anime from my uh, Mississippi? Not I. I am from even Tupac. Tupac, you couldn't even tell where he was from. Every week, he was from something else. He was from Oakland one week. He was from Baltimore one week. He was from New York one week. Like, where, where, where was the dude from? He was from South Central Los Angeles the next week. So then he started moving around and adopting the personas of all the neighborhoods. And I'm kind of the same way. I was a transplant, and I moved everywhere. But I don't, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what my city reflection is. I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm more Southern California than anything, but I lived everywhere. <laughs> so anyway, uh, where are we at? Let's get to the super chats. Enough about that. West Coast rap. West Coast. So rough. So tough. Out here, baby. But I love it, man. You know, it's it's a part of the culture. We just, you know, we can live it, but sometimes you live and die by it. And I don't think you should live and die about it. Die by it. I don't know what I rep. I'm Southern California, but I lived in three counties in California, Southern California. I lived in Ventura, LA County, and Orange County. It's hard for me to even say where I'm from. People say, where are you from? I'm like, California? I don't know, man. I'm repping the junior college. Uh, shout out to Robert Elliott. He says, How'd you pay your divorce fees asking for a friend? Um, boy, uh, that could be a long story. So um, the divorce, 
the divorce fees. If you saw my video, how to beat the child support system, and I think I don't even think it's there anymore. I explained it. But initially, man, how long do we have? How many people, how many contributions we have? Because that could be a long topic. Okay, let me just say this. Initially, when um when the divorce was filed, we went through mediation first, and then it was then the mediation didn't work, and then she hired an attorney. Then when she hired an attorney, they gave me, they they served me with the divorce paperwork because I originally left and I was going to file, but I didn't have the $500 filing fee at the time. And then the mediation wasn't working. And then we, she hired an attorney and then she, they filed on me. Okay. So then you have 30 days to respond in which then I had to come up with $500 again. But before that I visited several attorneys. And so those attorneys told me you had to come up with $5,000 retainer or they wouldn't speak to me. So they had a, a free consultation and they were like, you got $5,000. I was like, nope. And then they basically shut down on me. They were like, well, this meeting is adjourned. And so I needed $5,000 for them to even start up the case. I didn't have it. So somehow I scrounged together as I was building my training business up and paying rent over at her house and rent at my new place, moving out of my car. I came up with $500 uh, to file the divorce on my own. And then they were serving me repeatedly over the next few months. And then the first time we got to court, they had a continuation. And then at that point, I had enough money to plunk down a retainer, but it was like twenty five hundred. I found a, I found a lawyer that was like, I won't take um, I won't take five thousand dollars. I'll take twenty five hundred. And so I plunked down twenty five hundred, but they used that up in two weeks. Yeah, I it was training, but I basically got the time. So um, they used that 2,500 fast, and that's how I knew I was in trouble. But without the lawyer, I would have been screwed. And so as the case went on, the bill just piled up. Okay, the bill just piled up. Every week I would get a bill. It was $10,000. And then we would have a court case. And then I would say, they would say, do you have any more money to pay down your, your, your bill? And I would say no. And then they would file to not represent me leading up to the case, like leading up to the court appearance. And then I'd be like, holy shit, they filed to not represent me. So then I would call them up and I was like, oh, no, 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 I need you. And so they were like, you got $3,000. <laughs> so remember, I'm building my training business up, but this is how my money's getting taken from me. So I'm getting money. But as soon as going through the divorce, it's just getting taken from me. So they were like, you got $3,000. We'll file. The, we'll show up back in court. And then I would rush $3,000 over there. <laughs> and then they would, uh, then the bill would go down to $7,000. But then we show up to court and the bill go up to $13,000. <laughs> right? Because if they show up to court and they spend uh, six hours in court, that's six times 700. That's another 5,600. So it goes up to back to 13,000 and then they come back and it was like, okay, um, then whatever happened. Cause we had two or three continuations. Then in a continuation, there's a, another two and a half month gap, another 90 day gap. And so then we go through the next thing. And then by the time we show up for the next court appearance, I owe $19,000. And then they do the whole thing again. Well, we're not going to represent you if you don't pay down this bill. All right, here's $6,000. Throw $6,000 on. But then they go to the court, and then now the bill's up to 25000 
Right. You see what I'm saying? And so then it was just the game. And then they add on that. We talked to their attorney. We emailed you. We emailed you. You called me. They called me. And so I'm building my business up, but all of my money getting bled dry. Plus, I'm paying rent over here. I'm paying rent over here. I'm supporting my kids over here. I'm trying to be daddy of the year over here. And it's just like a racket. All right. It's a racket. So by the time I was done with it, my final bill was in excess of $32,000. Plus, that didn't even include what I put in, which was another $10,000, $15,000. And then the judgment and then the child support, I was in the whole 60K. I was in the whole 60K easily. And that's not including, then they were like, pay a little bit of her divorce fees, attorney's fees, which wasn't a lot. I got off, I won that one. It was like a, it was like, um, I owed $12,000 in her divorce fees. No, no, no. It was cheaper than that. What was it? One, I think it was like 12,000. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was lower than that. I, I think it was really low. I think they maybe pay like $100 a month, but it was, I can't remember what it was. But let me tell you, as you're trying to hustle, my hustle was working, but I was getting bled. And so that was over a two or three year period where it was just like, what the? Oh, my God, I can't win. I can't get over. And so eventually I had to do what I had to do, which is going to be in the video. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that was a total mess. Somebody said divorce ended up being 8K total. Oh, that was your divorce. So if you do have two people that are like, like when you hire attorneys, it's worse. So if you guys can't, and we, we weren't even wealthy. We were splitting old ass used cars and laundry machines and it was petty. And if you have two people that hire divorce attorneys, the secret is this. You hire a divorce attorney, they're going to add fuel to the fire. Because they're basically going to say, don't communicate with the other side. And then they're going to do what they want to do, talk back and forth. Oh, if she doesn't agree, she says she wants this. He doesn't agree. He says he wants that. But you're never talking. And then they just add fuel to the fire. You know why? They want to milk it, milk it, milk it, milk it, milk it. <laughs> they're bleeding both sides dry. So her side, I think her parents were paying or he was. they were working on contingency. So women sometimes can go to a divorce attorney. And they can say he has this and that, and he they'll work for a fee. We'll, they'll get a cut of whatever you get as an award. Men don't get to do that. Men don't get to hire attorneys on contingency because most of the time we're getting nothing we're paying. And so just because you hire an attorney doesn't mean you're not going to pay. They're just going to not – you're just not going to get process served every week. You're not going to just get annoyed and abused uh, by the other attorney because you're representing yourself. Right. Then they have to go through the attorney instead of going through you on a daily basis. But you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for that. So I've experienced what the divorce court movie is, and I got stacks of bank boxes full of legal paperwork. And it's brutal. It's brutal. And so most that's the hardest part. Um, like I said, um, you know, having to come up with $5,000 here, $6,000 here, $3,000 here out of the blue while you're trying to budget and stack and you're trying to, and then out of the blue, you owe $3,000 over here. Out of the blue, $6,000. Out of the blue, 
that shit will bleed you. <laughs> you will be like, damn. And I had the, the funny thing was I had the money, but I wasn't able to parlay that into better opportunities. So if you guys want to know more about that, I can do a show on it. Shout out to, and, and many times your ex-wife doesn't know any of this. Sometimes they know, but the, the their lawyer's not telling you what they're doing to you. Your lawyer's not telling them what they're doing to you. So the ex-wife just initiated basically um, the, uh, the, the stormtroopers on you. And then you're, she's Darth Vader. She don't know what they're doing. She, can, she knows that you're getting beat the hell up. But she, I don't mean to hurt them. I didn't mean to castrate them. I didn't mean to kill them. Maybe she did mean it. But she pushed them out there, and she basically set the fuse, and then they go haywire on you. Your lawyer and their lawyer. They go haywire on you. They take no prisoners. Why? Because this is their job. Execute Order 66. Yep. And they beat you up in the alley. They steal your money. They steal your wallet. They kick you in the nuts. They kick you in the guts. They break your ribs. And then you come in looking at your ex-wife like, damn, what you doing? And she's like this. What you talking about what I'm doing? I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You sent them over and, and she's over there like what? what? What do you mean? What did I do? And why you ain't pay your child support? This is called throwing rocks and hiding hands. She basically throws the rocks and then she shows up. You show up and she got her hands like this. Shout out to Lion LOM who used to say that. She got her hands behind her back. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't throw no rock. Yeah, rut row, raggy. What do you mean? What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? What did I do? Raggy. So the system is against you more than anything. And the fact that they can use the system against you and sit back while you getting the beat up and extorted, you're getting blackmailed, you're getting your kids used against you. This is all from the male perspective, because some woman's like, yeah, but I'm living in poverty and I'm living in nickel and dimes. I got to. Yeah, your sob story, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, she six the dogs on you. Shout out to Kobe in the building. We'll give you a round of applause because you're a first time supporter showing love. Thank you, man. That was a big, generous super chat. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, Walter says my daughter is third out of five dads. You got to bring food for everyone. Wow, my daughter is third. Wow. Whoa. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you, uh, again, that's the order you're in. You're not obligated to, but yeah, it, it's going to be a problem if you don't. I don't think uh, it should be that situation, though. Dion, Mr. Miller says, free agent going to Rome for vacation. Love the show, I believe you said. Shout out to you going to Rome. You'll have fun. Adrian Paul says R. Kelly got 30. Maxwell got 20. Say what? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Maxwell got 20 years and R. Kelly got 30. I think R. Kelly got penalized for his previous actions. The court does do that. Walter says, should he pay for college for all four kids? That would be a no. So there's clearly a dis line of a distinction and I've seen people try to distinguish that. It's like this. This is the problem with divorcing and remarrying. This is also the problem with baby mamaism. Because if I have a baby with you and I say, I want my kid to go to private school, but you have a kid by another man 
and that kid goes to public school, what happens now? Because if the kids that go to public school, I know people are like, it's no difference. No, it's a difference. If one kid thinks that the other kid's getting an advantage, but they live in the same household, you're creating this anima, you're creating a problem. This is why, dude, this is why you shouldn't have all of these split households. Don't do it because now you want you want better for your kid. And in order to try to figure that out, the baby mom's going to say, well, you got to give to this kid too because she's got to live with the reality. And she's also got to take the kid to this good school and to the kid to them Booker T. Washington school over here. It's crazy. But this is what you get for knocking up somebody. That This is what you get when you get with single moms. And they're like, we're not bad. We're not saying you're bad. We're saying the, the situation is bad. And these are the things that are going to come up that she's not thinking about. And then it comes up and she's like, well, what do you mean you're not going to pay for my kids' private school? You'd be like, them ain't my damn kids. What do you mean? Huh? What? See, this is why you don't date single mothers. This is exactly why. Because this comes up and now you're screwed because the baby's already here and you can't disengage now. It's too late to disengage. You already have the problem. The kid's going to be here forever. And now you have this um, person making you, assuming you're just going to pay for everybody to go to private school. I'm sorry, no. So dating single mothers and marrying them and knocking them up and taking care of their kids will work against you. This is the stuff that works against you that nobody wants to talk about. I wouldn't do anything like that. So what? Loud Pocket says, can my sister get a, what is it that we do here? All right, shout out to her and your sister. What exactly do you what do? What would you say you do here? What would you say, ladies, you do here? Mr. Cruz says Rod Strickland got the LIU, got to LIU as a basketball coach. Why LIU? Rod Strickland's the coach of Long Island University in Brooklyn. Rod Strickland, I love Rod Strickland. I think he probably got there. Was he assistant coach in the NBA or in college? Oh, long he got fired. Long Island fires Derek Kellogg. No, okay, they hired Rod Strickland. Derek Kellogg was a UMass assistant, I'm going to remember. Okay. Interesting. Rod Strickland. Congratulations to Rod Strickland. Seems like he was coaching. I love Rod Strickland back in the day. He was one of my favorite players. Some of you old young men, you young men don't even know who we're talking about. Who man, who the hell is Rod Strickland? Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's tough getting basketball coaching jobs. So congratulations to him. Uh, Albert C says Brittany Griner repping Russia right now. Oh, she in the gulag and she ain't never getting out. She's never getting out. All right. Um, she's not going to get out until they end the war in Ukraine. They're going to use her. This is what you get. Sheldon Sheldon S from NYC $13,000 for my child custody case. Guys do. I'm, if one thing I can tell you is that these cases can make you lose money. You can lose thousands of dollars in these cases, thousands. And if you represent yourself, you're going to get railroaded. Some people can do a good job representing themselves. But as they say, um, if you represent yourself, you have a, a, 
uh, fool as a client. You have a fool as a client. Some people can represent themselves. Let me tell you something. I've represented myself only on kind of uh, cases like in, in a case that it was like something simple. But not in the original case, not in the case where it's building up, building up, building up, and you got forensic accountants and you got people looking into you. You got private investor investigators. You're getting process served on a weekly basis. You're going to wish you were dead or somebody else was. I'm just not going <laughs> to. You'll be like, oh, my God. And the money. I got money. <laughs> Somebody says, I got, I'm too ugly to have these problems. Sometimes it's a blessing to be ugly and short and, and, and not attractive and lame. Sometimes it's a blessing to be ugly, short, unattractive and lame. Yes. Cause you avoid all of this BS. Many people think Chad and Tyrone always wins. They don't. People think tall guys always win. They don't. This is not true. Do they get their foot in the door? Yes. And sometimes as a man, you're like, well, if I could just get my foot in the door that easily. But tall guys, tall guys have a major problem. Rich guys have a major problem. They get themselves thrown um, all kind of knock-kneed, cockeyed, uh, fupa-having, ugly, wig-wearing. These women throw themselves at these uh, guys. You know why? Because in their world, they're looking, that's their dream guy. They're looking for a guy like that. He walks in the door. There he is in every straggle tooth, snaggle tooth, autistic, slow, overweight, knock kneed, built like SpongeBob SquarePants. All of them run to that guy. Finally, we got somebody tall in here. Thank God, all of these shrimps in here, everybody under 5'10. We're tall. We're tired of that. And they are lined up for that guy. Now, this guy looking at all these dragon breath, pickles, hot Cheeto eating, beef jerky snacking on. He's looking at them like, what the hell I'm supposed to do with you? And he wants women that are eight, nines, and tens. He's like, what? And so he's like, okay, on Slow Tuesdays, I'll have you. And on Slow Tuesdays, he'll go over there, smash them into oblivion. But what he really wants is an 8, 9, or 10. But these straggle-daggles, these snaggle-tooth uh, women said, hey, you came over and smashed it, and you shot up the club. Why can't I keep you? And you're going up to them snaggle-tooth women, and you're like, you're judging me, right? It's a whole vicious cycle. You're looking at them like, I'm too Look at you. And she's like, yeah, look at me. Look at Tyrone. Tyrone comes and hits it. I want a guy like Tyrone. I want to keep a guy like Tyrone. But Tyrone has no intentions in, in, in staying with her. He wants somebody that he, he can have that's beautiful. It's a vicious cycle that we deal with. And the only thing that makes this thing uh, tragic is that the, the, the fact that Tyrone will hit that. Now, most Tyrones, I wouldn't hit that. Tyrones are hitting that. This is the reason why women's attitudes are the way they are. Bottom line, Tyrone on a slow day will go smash on that. <laughs> right? He'll go smash on that just as a snack and just to get to let out the venom, let off some steam because the, guy, the girls that Tyrone wants or the tall guy wants they're running him through hoops and hurdles 
because that woman can get rich guys, tall guys, men with status, money, looks, sugar daddies. So Tyrone is like, damn, I'm tired of jumping through hoops and hurdles for this woman. He sprung on women like that. And that woman is like, oh, just take me out a couple times, Tyrone. Take me to the Laker game, front row seats. These are front row seats. Take me out to Las Vegas. Tyrone's like, I'll drive out to Vegas. She like, drive? Uh, we fly in first class. Tyrone's like, I can't keep up with this. And so the snaggletooth woman will say, why don't you come over here? I'll take care of you. And then Tyrone smashes it. She cleans him off with a warm rag, and she makes him feel at home. And Tyrone wants to skedaddle. It's a vicious cycle. And, but she sprung on Tyrone. Tyrone, I'm yours. Baby, I'm yours. I want to stay. Baby, won't you just stay for a little while? And Tyrone can't even look at this woman. But when Tyrone leaves, she sees what the simps are doing out there. And she's like, nah, you got to pay my rent. You got to do this. You got to do that. <laughs> so that's what it is. And this is the same thing as men with money. Men with money. Get all kind of knock need women coming up. Hey, I can be with you. I think we can make something work. And he's like, man, please. But the, that guy will go over there and get him a quickie. And every now and then she'll get the windfall. She'll get $300 and a bowl of jasmine rice. This is the guy. This is the type of guy I want. He took me out on the date. He took me to El Pollo Loco. You won't even take me to El Pollo Loco. You won't even bring my kids McDonald's. Well, the rich guy will come over there, sprinkle $300 on her. She'll pay her rent with her rent voucher and her welfare check. And she wants that guy now. She wants that guy. But that guy's only using her. But she has her sight set on that guy. She'll never going to get him. She's never going to like him now. She just, this is a bedwinch for this guy, this woman. And so you come up. I ain't taking you on no date. Starbucks coffee. Guess what? She's like, please. Mm. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. So yeah, being tall has its, its, its perks. Being rich has its perks. But also, your the low hanging fruit is after you, like Scooby Doo running to the mystery machine, running from the ghost and the goblin. The, these type of people are after you, all right. And they got simps and low hanging fruit simp ass dudes that ain't uh, that are after them. We really can't provide nothing but pussy. On at the end of the day, that's that's true. Okay, so then how come when you ask a woman what she brings to the table, that's not her answer? Because they're not being true to themselves. There are dudes, Tyrones, six foot three, built, chiseled out of stone, smashing them. Do you get what I'm saying? It is a vicious. They're getting ran through, right? And you're sitting there, you're going, she ugly. I wouldn't do her, but you would do her if she, she came over. Maybe. Steady Eddie says, great content. Thank you, man. Let's go over to PayPal. Sorry, we're going to get y'all PayPalers too. But I just had to get on that tangent just to tell you what's going on. It's a vicious, crazy cycle where nobody, everybody thinks there's a, a something better out there. This is the hypergamy, if you will. And so everybody's holding out for a better option. Some people are getting with people. Some people are getting in relationships with people. Some people are marrying people, but there's still a better option. Where's this woman right here? Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dudes should be tied up in these streets. 
and your girl and your wives will be tied up in these streets. Believe me, they will. At some point, you'll be with her for a while and she'll be tied up in these streets. And shout out to the ladies that are saying, but men are out in these streets too. Yes. We are out in these streets and we're going to be continuing to be out in these streets, but that's not the benefit. You don't, the benefits that you get from me are not taking me off the streets. You're getting still going to get the benefits. Shout out to no um, government name. That was a YouTube channel, video title, and timestamp. I wanted you to check out. Sorry for not being specific. All right. Trying to figure out what uh, we were talking. Oh, I see. Um, you were That was the earlier here. Okay. Oh, I see. Oh, being black in downtown Phoenix. Okay. I thought I saw something about that. That should be interesting. That should be interesting. Being black in downtown Phoenix. Oh, sign the petition to make McDonald's baby mama video transcript the new national anthem. And there's a link to sign. <laughs> the internet always wins. There's a petition to make the, the baby mama. I just heard something. Not in my dungeon. Mr. Ricks says the girls with the four kids is it was just a skit from TikTok. She has one kid. Oh, I see. Hmm. So you're saying that the woman that came out on TikTok was not the real woman? Is that what you're saying? That's probably what you're saying there. Okay, I don't know. He says these black men really don't realize that sharing a wench is pure slave mentality. Oh, man. I mean, that's going to open up a can of worms here. We're not that far removed from the plantation. There's a great graph that shows you that. Let me see here if I can pull it up. Years of slavery versus years of free. Years of free. There's a great graph that'll show you that. Um, and people always say, well, it's old. And I was like, I get that old. It's old. But the period of time that we've been plant, not we. Not all of us were slaves, or not of us, not all of us descended from slaves. But everybody thinks they they that they came from it. It's not true. A good percentage of us did, but not not everybody. But the years that we've been free have been small in comparison to the years that they that your people came from slavery. So it was like 250, 300, 400, 350 years of slavery. Then uh Reconstruction was this long, and then years free is this long. And if you count the years that we've been actually free, <laughs> it's small. Like the the free years, still Ku Klux Klesha and the Ku Klux Klan was still over you, and you were still dependent on the government. Like years free, you can barely say 1980 would probably be the year that I would say. Black folks got free, like free in the sense of now you can really kind of call your shot. A small percentage of you. Many of you guys moved from the South and the Midwest and moved to West Coast or the East Coast. And then you got free. The year period years that we've been free, black folks, is small, minute, meaning. What does that mean, coach? What does that mean? We still live in a somewhat plantation mentality. That's what it means. It means that your grandmother, her grandmother was plantation mentality for sure. And what she learned from your grand, uh, her grandmother, your grandmother was plantation politics and mentality. 
for a fact. For an absolute fact. And so a lot of the things your grandmother does, she learned from her grandmother, who was basically Reconstruction, former slave. Her grandparents were slaves. So you basically are five generations, six generations removed from a living person who knows nothing but plantation mindset. The jobs that your people have barely over sharecropping. Barely. I mean, slightly above. If the if lower, if not lower. So this is what I'm talking about. I don't mean to demean people, but what I'm saying is a lot of the things you do, especially if you're in a Midwestern city, I, I've been to these cities. I'm like, Ben, y'all, ba- y'all barely off the plantation. And then some places in this, barely, barely. It's not, it hasn't been that long ago. So you guys are still kind of doing things. Well, you won't take care of my children and you won't bring them McDonald's. <sighs> wow. How much straggle can you get? How much plantation can you get than that? That would be like, hey, Mr. Overseer. The, the overseers now TikTok and, and YouTube and Instagram. Hey, what about the fact that he won't hear uh, Leroy the slave Ain't taking care of his kids. He ain't doing no work around here, Mr. Overseer. He ain't taking care of the kids. Yes, these are Toby's kids. These are Kunta's kids. But Leroy should be taking care of these kids. That's what I hear. That's the conversation I hear. You inviting the overseer over. to Because white folks is watching this going, the hell is this? Kunta ain't taking care of his kids. Leroy, them Leroy's kids. But Leroy got shipped off the plantation, but Kunta think he ain't supposed to take care of these kids. Overseer, take, tell him, tell him that Leroy should be, uh, Kunta should be taking care of Leroy's kid. That's what I hear. And the overseer, who was the most brutal enforcer out there, said, we gonna whip y'all's asses. All right, or I'm calling master, and he gonna start selling y'all off left and right. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the conversation I hear. I mean, I don't hear anything other than plantation mindset there. <laughs> Here we go. And if you hear anything progressive, if you hear anything not addicted to government and white folks, not addicted to the overseer and the master, if you hear anything outside of that, I don't know what planet you're on. Yasa, Yasa, Massa, Yasa, Yasa, Kuta won't do. That's what I hear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's plantation bullcrap. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, the massa gonna do it. He a better massa than Trump, the massa. Trump was a brutal massa, but Joe Biden, he a good massa. When Chicken George start playing the harmonica, Joe Biden and Kamala come out and they do a dance for us. And we love it when they dance. They dance, they come out and they kick up dust with us too. See, the master, he a nice master. He don't rule over us like that mean master over there. He come out and dance when Chicken George starts singing. And we start slanging and we start flower bringing. They come out. They come out and they dance for us and they put hot sauce and they eat off the low end of the hog. They don't eat off the high end of the hog like Trump. They eat on the low end of the hog like us. And they put hot sauce. They eat all the chitterlings or the chitlins. They eat just like us. They eat the chicken. They shoot each other over chicken. 
this is what I hear. And I'm not an insensitive guy. I'm not an insensitive guy, but I look and I go, how much is this different from the politics that went on on plantations and share crops and reconstruction and Jim Crowism? Same. <laughs> Absolute same. Not even far away. All right. So we'll get the rest of the PayPal's. It's a shame, though. He says, Coach, this is this is general surgency. I will never date again a sister. My wife is Hispanic, and she's been cutting up right now. I'm not going to cheat on her, but I had a 16-year-old Ukrainian girl on layaway. This must be legal in this state. Relax. He says, if it ends, I will never go black again. But you have a Hispanic girl. He says, also, I hate the influence American women have on the rest of the world, uh, women in the world. American women are turning them ratchet. Later, coach. He says, essing for a stack. I had to get rid of the stack girls. All right. Stack girls can't make it anymore. But, um, yeah, it sounds like you are ready to go. Um, it's sad that, uh, yeah, that you, you know, we, we get put in these situations, man. Shout out to General Surgency in 16's legal in this state. I saw the state. <laughs> People are like, that's despicable. Change this law then. I don't know what to tell you. Jorge says, morning coffee, CGA, been married twice. The dream is gone, LOL. He says, tell them it didn't work. No unicorns left. Oh, so following up with General Surgency, the unicorn days are gone. I, is there a ghost in my house? <laughs> I think my son is working on something on the other side of this wall. I hope so. Where are we at? Some of y'all going to get thrown out of here, man. Hey, it's got to be legal. And people are like, it's, but it's immoral. <sighs> this is the dark side over here. Listen. <laughs> you know what's immoral? Your fornication is immoral. All right, the fact that you're having sex out of wedlock is a move. Stop. All right, unless you're, unless you, unless you have followed all the rules of cheese in the Bible itself, I don't want to hear. How could you do such a thing? You guys shouldn't do it, even though it's legal. I'm not telling you what not to do. You guys marrying 45 year old women. I think that's immoral. <laughs> stop marrying 45 year old women or women with four you guys are marrying women with four other kids that's immoral matter of fact that has to be a bible verse against that that has to be yeah divorce is immoral but that you don't seem to have a problem with that having kids out of wedlock terminating pregnancies those things seem to be very immoral you don't have a problem doing that and supporting it you march for it I mean, the amount of immoral things we do, twerking got to be immoral. The whole damn, I'm not even going to say it, but there was a whole damn month, this whole month, and we've seen grand versions of immorality. And you were quiet as a damn church mouse. Quiet. Stop. Not only immoral, they be doing demonic stuff. Yeah, right, Undisputed Man. People are doing demonic stuff, demon stuff, and you sit back in silence. But when it comes to Policing men salami. We only got to do it your way. Stop. We only got to do it on how you believe. When we're sitting over here, we're like, we're, we're the only ones doing it legally. <laughs> here we go. We actually following the law. The rest of you guys are breaking the Lord's law, the damn common law, 
you, you, you're breaking every law of nature. <laughs> I love it when I get on the road. You're breaking nature's laws, common laws, the damn legal law. You guys are breaking the God's law. You're breaking everybody's law. And then I come over here and say, well, it's the law. How dare you? How dare you? Damn heathens. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway. Mr. Rick says, you know, BMs are. Let me see here. I don't know if it's you means attach or attack. You mean he says, you know, BMs are attached from Democrat and blue checkmark people on Twitter. Or do you mean they are on attack? He says, because they're not bending over to Democrats anymore. And it's crazy for the last few weeks. Yep, I think men have been under pressure for a while, particularly black men, uh, because a lot of black men voted for Republicans and Trumps over the last uh, couple of elections. And um, they really tried to rein us in with this. And remember the whole Joe Biden, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That was a threat. That was him knowing that black men are kind of getting their own mindset and they're not voting the way uh, for women anymore. It's still a high percentage. But it's it's changing overnight. And if you don't follow the narrative, you're a major threat. Like people find me offensive because I don't pine or pander for anything on that side. I find it absolutely offensive, many of the things that they do. But that's just my opinion. You don't have to agree. I think they are absolutely offensive. And not only that, they're usury. You know what I mean? I don't like to be used. And so to say things like that, knowing full well, nothing's going to happen. You know, I vote. Uh, and then you get my mother all riled up. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's going to go to Trump. Because, you know, now you got her riled up and you got her snatching me up like she's a member of the Ku Klux Keisha, dragging me to the pole and threatening me. I told you to divide. I think that's offensive to me. I find it absolutely offensive. I don't see that happening on the other side. Not that the other side is is uh, tremendously better, but I'm going. And then and then when we get them in there, they don't do a damn thing, especially for black men. I'm like, dude, we get the last of the crumbs. I mean, historically, the last of the crumbs out of everybody. As soon as you vote them in, they'd be like, "Thanks, you good little shucking and jiving Negro." And then wheelchair people roll you over. Pride festival people roll you over. Women roll you over. Trans roll you over. Uh, people with autistic autism roll you over. Ukrainians roll you over. They start dishing out the money to everybody but your ass. Everybody but you starts getting stuff and you were the one put them in there. And then if they when it don't work again, they like going to take to the street. Here's a pallet of bricks. Storm the storm storm the storm the uh Walmart, storm the target. Show them how mad you are for not getting what you want. We wanted to give you what you want, but we ran out of money. We get we gave it all to the Ukrainians, we gave it all to Israel, we gave it all to the wheelchair people, we gave it all to the Skittles, we gave it all to the women, we gave it all to the them. Well, the black women seem to got a benefit, but the black man ain't get a damn thing. I find this to him. I find this offensive for me to keep having to come to this table. 
I'm going, man, you ain't going to get nothing. Well, we'll stop putting knees in your neck. How about that? Well, do I got to vote for that? I got to vote to not get a knee in my neck or the threat of getting a knee in my neck. We won't whip you and chain you and put you in shackles and chains. How about that? We'll change the criminal laws so people like you won't get beat up and thrown in jail for selling ounces of cocaine. Hold on for a second. I don't sell ounces of cocaine anyway. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a thug. Why am I worried about that? I don't care about them hoodlums out there. Throw their ass in jail. <laughs> I don't care about fitting off Floyd. Put a knee in this neck. It, it don't matter. It's never going to be me. And when you say stuff like that, they're like, oh, what? You don't care about that crackhead that got the knee in his neck? No, I don't. Sorry. What what one when you do? He wasn't a friend of mine. He wasn't a kin of mine either. <laughs> and I wouldn't have done anything to him. I probably would have put a knee in his neck the way he was acting. And I'm just saying that because, because I know I've been around crackheads. They're irrational. I'm not the criminals. I don't want criminal reform. I want some of the damn Ukrainian money. (laughs) If we talking about that, give me some damn Ukrainian money. Then maybe I'll talk to you. But I know it ain't coming my way. So forget about it. (laughs) I'm just letting y'all know. Stop putting criminals in front of me saying that I should feel sorry for them. No. I'm not worried about that. He went, He was the one wrestling for the gun. <laughs> he was the one wrestling for the gun. <laughs> He's wrestling for a gun. He got clapped. And I'm looking at him like this. Well, they shouldn't have shot him. They should have shot him in the knee. Don't you think he should have shot him in the knee? Uh-uh, he could have shot him in the knee, but I probably, probably wouldn't have stopped him. Well, you ain't black. All right. <laughs> oh, no, man. Again, y'all need to vote me in. I'll correct this stuff overnight. Pro-blacks are now, they are angry at me, but I'm telling you, for in terms of what you just said, for black men in general, you are getting the short end of the stick. You're the last one they consider. And when they do consider you, they're saying we're not going to profile you. We're not going to um, do no-knock warrants. I'm never concerned about a no-knock warrant. We're not going to do, what's the other one? Stop and frisk. Mm. What does that have to do with me? (laughs) What does that have to do with me? That has nothing to do with me. Well, that has something to do with your brothers. They ain't my brothers. Mm. (laughs) I don't know them guys. Uh, Anyway. I want Ukrainian money. <laughs> Can I get that? That's what I want. Who cares about them hoodlums? Give me the $32 million. What was it, $32 billion? Where that at? <laughs> See, that's how they got y'all looking the other way. Well, we should help help the, the, the fentanyls and the crackheads over here. No, I want the $32 million. And Unless you talking that, we ain't talking. Because they got y'all celebrating these crackhead laws. Now, I don't want to celebrate crackhead laws. I want to celebrate millions of dollars. Oh, was it billion? It was billion. I thought I said million. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Billions of dollars. 
They got $45 billion. Where that at? I got money. I'm sure none of y'all ninjas got $42 billion. You see what I'm talking about? That's how I measure things. I don't care about crackheads. I want the $42 billion. Unless we talking that, we ain't talking. We out on the same page. Yeah. And that was my money they sent over there. I'm sorry, I get like this, but I know people, it's hard for you to agree because you're not trained to look at things this way. You're trained to look at things in the victim mindset, and you're trained to um, try to help the person that's the lowest common denominator instead of helping yourself. But no, 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 no. I'm not a criminal. I don't know criminals. I don't hang out with criminals. I don't hang out with people. I got sure I got some relatives that that could have happened to, but most of my relatives got some damn common sense. So don't relate me to fentanyl and crackheads. I'm sorry he got his knee in his neck, but I'm not him. That wasn't my homie. That wasn't my friend. That was my family member. And it couldn't have been none of my family members. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. John P. says, so a guy was in a relationship with a baby mom and is now always responsible for them other babies. Even after he left her, hit, the pri- hit yourself with the prices wrong. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You putting words in my mouth, my mouth. He didn't leave her, number one. He didn't leave her. He's still coming back for some. Number two, he simped. It says he was in a relationship with a baby mom. Is now always responsible. No, he let off simping. He chose to pay for them kids. And then he chose to pull back and hold frame. You can't go from simping to pimping. Men, listen. This is why I tell you, when you go into relationships and you start with simping, do not try to switch up the game to pimping, (laughs) okay? You're in violation. You should come in full speed ahead. If you're going to be a P, come in and be a P. Do not start simping first and then claim to be a P. He chose to do that, according to her, and now he's trying to pull back. Uh, No government name, Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Coach, have you seen the TLC show Seeking Sister Wives? I haven't. No, I haven't. Seeking Sister Wives. So they're trying to build up a sister wife family. I think the most natural form of relationships there are, but it wouldn't be healthy for most of American society would be polygamy or polygyny or any of those things. We actually practice polygyny even in the dating marketplace. So the most natural relationship, but it would make it, it, we're actually practicing it now, but we're fooling ourselves with monogamy and marriage. Marriage doesn't work. It doesn't work to the tune of 70, 75%. All right. Relationships don't work. Monogamous relationships don't work. Um, it, it, it's a 99% failure rate. And then you include the amount of people having affairs on the male and the female side. You're fooling yourselves. And then you have this. The women that have a little bit of money, they want men with more money. And they often easierly lie down with men with more money and better looks. None of these people are monogamous. Not many people can claim they're monogamous, that they have one partner for a a lifetime. Most of us are temporarily sexually exclusive, and most people aren't that. They, They overlap sexual exclusivity. Like they have sex with a person, even the people that are, monogamous they'll have a partner then the partner the partnership will be ending i'm not happy and then they'll start dating 
somewhere in between. And for a three or four week period, they're swapping partners. <laughs> right. But it, he's wearing a condom and then she finally breaks it off or she breaks up with the ex. The ex is still getting some. She meets a new guy. She's watching. She's swapping guys for two or three weeks. She ends it with the ex. Then the uh, new guy can take his condom off. That's temporary sexual exclusivity up into a point, up until that transitional point. Not many women are going, no, I'm going to completely break it off with this person. Then I'll start sleeping with this person. And then even if she does that, even if she does that, she'll break it off for one day and then she'll start sleeping with the other guy. This has nothing to do with monogamy. And then if anybody is only aiming at the top 10% of men, that's polygamy. That's polygyny. Because you know full damn well that guy has multiple women. How many times have you heard that story? I found out my boyfriend was cheating with four other women. What does that sound like? Polygamy. Polygyny. That sounds like a man of high value that has access to a bunch of women. And many of these women knew, either knew straight up or they knew in the back of their mind and they didn't have no leverage to pull his ass back. So they let it flow. Most of the time she'll complain and she'll still stay with that guy, even though he has four other women. That's polygyny. That's not monogamy. It's not even close. So we need to stop fooling ourselves. With that being said, all right, with that being said, um, it's going to get worse, but um, more men are going to be left out. We, if we actually switch to that system, uh, the whole, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Uh, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is a form of polygyny. He got eight women pregnant and they agreed on it. And they basically was like, hey, he's taking care of us. That's what you call that. Those women chose, okay, yep, that's my guy. That's my support system. I'll have his babies. That would be sister wives. That's what that is. And there's a lot of that going on in our world today. All right, the same thing. Oh, this woman that has the three babies and the fourth baby by the, by the pookie. That is monogamy to you guys? That would be monogamy? You're fooling yourself. And these are poor ratchets that can't even accomplish monogamy. That is not monogamy. Family building, that sounds like she's in a concubine. That sounds like, that's what that sounds like. She sounds like a concubine to me. Somebody said Drake has a new, oh yeah, Drake has a new video that him has, him having multiple wives that, I don't know what the song about, but I just saw the screenshot. So we just need to get it straight. No government, government name, I believe says, YouTube trash talker says, coach, I was born in Texas. Raised in the D, grew up in Iraq, and he says, or we call it Iraq, it's Iraq. And now I get money in New York and rep the free agent lifestyle, set free agent lifestyle for life. We're going to have to call it the dip set in here. No, we can't call it that. The FAL set. Shout out to you. That was um, YouTube trash talker in the building. Yeah, so anybody... and. and Anybody that claims they're monogamous, I would have to really roll out a piece of paper in front of you and show you you're you're a liar. You're a liar. Somebody says it's polygamy, not polygyny. 
You know there's such a thing called polygyny. You know, there's a, a lot of people don't know that there's a term called polygyny. So a lot of times people will say, try to correct me and say polygamy. But there is a term. Let me go ahead and educate you guys. I don't know if you know, and maybe you're saying what I'm describing is polygamy, but polygamy is multiple marriages. And polygyny here, let's go with the different, let me see here. Polygamy here, the practice and custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. Polygyny, I believe, is the practice of only having multiple wives. Polygyny. So polygamy applies to men and women. Polygyny applies to only having more wives. I'll put it up on the screen. Polygy, G-Y-N-Y only applies to more wives, but when you say polygamy, polygamy, you can have husband or wife. So the, it applies to other, the, the other spouse. The other spouse can have multiple husbands, and it qualifies as polygamy. Polygyny is only one more, more than one wife. Polyamory only applies on the woman's side. Polyamory, amory means multiple husbands oh wait here uh poly and poly poly amory or let me see poly amory applies to engaging in multiple romances typically sexual with the consent of the other partner but it typically is applied to from the woman's side so there's differences in polygamy and polygyny and polyamory just like there's differences in bisexual, trisexual, celibate, buy a bit. <laughs> All right, so this is what we do. We teach, we teach over here. There's differences in that. What we practice in America typically is multiple women or concubines or hedonism or um harems. Typically, women do practice a little polyamory as well, but monogamy is probably the least practiced in America, unless you're in somewhere in the country in Iowa. And even then, okay. Here we go. Mr. Cook, Travis says, Luke 6 and 46, why do they call, he says, why do you call me Lord? Lord, and do not and 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 not do the things which I say. Christ Himself had to deal with lukewarm Christians. So there's our lukewarm Christian scripture. He says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? There we go. And but what they do is they twist and turn. Well, this scripture means this, and they get the damn what do they call it? It's like the the, the source, it's like the Bible the source that translates scripture. <laughs> And then they read it. Oh, I don't like what that says. Okay, next. So, yeah, people will use the Lord's name in vain and claim to be a follower, and they're nowhere near. And it's it's saddening. It's saddening. So thank you, Travis, for that one. And then they come to me trying to hold the moral authority. This is why I don't let you hold the moral authority over me. 
because I'm actually doing something that's probably biblical, probably legal, but you disagree with it because it's not in your favor. And you, on the other hand, is a pure, pure out hedonist. And not only that, you're a blasphemous. <laughs> and I'm sitting over there. Everything you talk about is illegal and you just want to make it legal. But it's illegal. It's illegal according to the Lord that you follow. How did it make it make sense? This is why they don't like me. The concordance. Yeah, the concordance. The concordance. You literally be sitting around here. Trying to legalize stuff that's against the Lord himself. But then you want to say something to me and I'm sitting here. I'm following what I'm doing is in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that I'm doing is in the Bible. Concubines, harems, young women. (laughs) Legal. It's legal according to the Lord himself. Stop. But you doing everything illegal, divorcing left and right. That's illegal. Then you divorce and remarry. Illegal in the Bible. Mm. It was illegal in the United States, by the way, not even 70 years ago. It was illegal in America. You couldn't even do that. Who calling me? Who the hell is this? But you got the nerve to come over with your moral high ground. Please go sit down. You're a heathen. All right. Centaur Sam says, loving the edutainment coach. By the way, relax, everybody, right? (laughs) Lighten up. As Marty McFly says, lighten up, jerk. Um, We live in the spirit of Elijah over here. We are not violating any laws. We're actually functioning. Um in the in the name of the law centaur sam all right cash apps wrapping it up it's almost two and a half hours thank you uh to steady eddie for the the drop over in the cash app apex grim says it's all levels coach mid-level tyrone here i think in the mid-level just like everything if you're average if you're in the middle you're in the worst spot because you can never really satisfy what you want the only way you do it is drop off $300 to your local junior college because you're not getting the women you want. You're settling for the women that you get. And um, in order to get the women you want, you got to put on a facade, an image that you really aren't. It's tough being in the middle. I'm somewhat in the middle. I'm somewhat in the middle. And um, it's tough being in the middle. All right. It, when you're in the middle, you have to marry. When you're in the middle, you have to marry. <laughs> uh, and you had to do that for a long time. DG Seaboard, the dark side is where you'll find me at the junior college in the building. <laughs> we in darkness and we in light. Over here, Jason, Jason W. says, for the knowledge, thank you for the contributions, man. All right, Juan Pomeris, unless the cops are coming to the golf course, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, unless they wrapping you up, putting the knee in your neck at the golf course, I have no. I'm sitting over here like OJ, like cluck, right? With my damn backhand. And you talking about the best I'm going to get in the rundown to the pole is so all crackheads don't get swept up and arrested. Uh, you're, y'all need something better. And if you guys are favorable of the Democrats, I'm I'm happy for you, but you need something better. 
You need something for personal me. And I know I'm getting nothing for me. You know what I mean? And until that happens, I don't know what to tell you. Look, we're going to get out of here. My phone blowing up. <laughs> what are good colleges? What are good colleges that sell dairy? We covered that. We covered that. There's a lot of that out there going on here. Get those flatbacks out there. Let's shout out with Kaylee and we going to get out of here, brothers. Thank you for the support. Hit the like button on the way out. Or I'm going to play that woman with the scrum diddly umptious. All right, let's see what Kaylee talking about. Where's Kaylee? Oh, man, I didn't delete it, Kaylee. No, I didn't. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to.